0: (laughs) Welcome back to Orange You Glad We Watched The O.C. Where if you don't want to spend the weekend with us, it's okay. <laughs> really, you can just tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I am Sarah, and this is, as always, Evan.
1: Any and you all pronouns, y'all, pew, pew, pew.
0: Pew, pew. I'm Evan, Etc- what, what, Etc. cetera, And today we are discussing... Episode 18 of this godforsaken show. Episode Deez Wheats!
1: <laughs> Deez wheat.
0: The OC called...
1: Oh, I can't wait till next episode.
0: The Truth.
1: Because I'll be able to say... Uh,
0: D's enough.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. You no. see what's coming up. You yeah. see what's coming up. Why?
1: You'll see what's coming up. You
0: haven't... This hasn't been a thing until... It's a thing the- now, baby! All right. Qu'est-ce que c'est?
1: La pia pia pia. So maintenant c'est un podcast français. La O C. Ose. Le... 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 wait yeah i AFJ Ashi JK Element. Once
0: again, this is a riveting content le that say. you people so Ose yeah Ose. Yep. May we pia pia pia. Love pia pia, etc.
1: Okay, how would you say "aren't you" glad? "aren't you" gl- or,
0: or- "orange"? Vous avez <laughs> joie.
1: Uh, aren't you glad? Have nope,
0: nope. We are uh, hurrah, hurrah. We're we're uh, moving past. Orange, vous êtes z-
1: heureux. De, vous avez,
0: vous, nous avez,
1: nous, nous avons, nous, nous avons, nous avons vous,
0: regarde, le, nous, nous
1: avons, nous avons regardé, l'OC.
0: Mm-hmm. Great.
1: <laughs> Can we move on? This is the content. Threes of people have subscribed (laughs) to Consume.
0: We have at least ten of people. You think? Yes. Subscribing? I know Mm, that we do. Tens of people? Or just
1: ten of people?
0: Ten of people. Hey, I'll take it. Okay. Doesn't matter. None of this matters. Bienvenue encore,
1: ladies people! (laughs) Ladies gens.
0: We're practicing our French for when we inevitably have to go to Canada to get Evan's teeth fixed.
1: (laughs) Guess who needs all of their wisdom teeth out and has two thumbs? It's this guy.
0: Would you? Do you have any news to report, or should we just? Are we moving out of the the news section? Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So aren't we supposed to do like a quick check-in with each other to see how we're doing? That's what a lot of podcasters do, right? Is it? I don't know. This is happening on a Saturday. How's your Saturday going so far, Sarah?
0: My Saturday is going fucking great.
1: So walk me through it. How's your Saturday been going?
0: Um, They inexplicably continue to save Sabrina as titties. Selena as Selena titties. On excuse- um, Greg Race, yeah. Excuse me.
1: I don't know why. Whatever. I mean, I have no enmity. Enmity? Enmity? Enmity, sure. Towards this person. I've watched very few of these episodes with you.
0: I don't have enmity for anyone because i do not know them as people i merely know them as a uh entity that is produced to me produced to me yeah yeah yeah, they're
1: yeah yeah purposely produced at you
0: but i the only thing i'm going to say is it feels a little weird and bad to send the black queen home on a beyonce song on a
1: beyonce song Yeah. yeah no i feel that i don't like it i
0: feel that i don't like it um We already tested for silence. So. <laughs> we already did the room tone. You got it. My gotta, Saturday's
1: doing all right. You got to keep it uh, up here. Is that, all you, is that all you have for how your Saturday is going so That's far? That's all I we have. We slept in. We slept in to like 10. Uh-huh. That was pretty baller.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I'm a 1030 girly usually. You are? Uh, got up around 10, mm-hmm. right? Had a snuggle. That was lovely. Had some tea. Had a union meeting. That was really good. Um, supposed to snow here in the frozen tundra today potential wintry mix doesn't look like it is yet um
0: i don't see anything
1: it's march here we are recording in march uh lousy march weather etc um march 23 what is what did i see <laughs> there's a there's a website <laughs> that'll tell you what covid day it is and it's march it's March 1069th, 2020.
2: <laughs>
1: Very good. So let's see. Yeah, in the news. Um, um, apparently the state of public education is being dismantled purposely by uh, lobbyists for voucher schools and charter schools. It's something I learned today at the, at the union meeting.
0: And specifically Ron DeSantis.
1: Yeah, boy, fuck that guy. Yeah. Wow. I think this this uh, t- today's news section will just be the fuck around DeSantis section. Mm-hmm. So here's a question for you: um, Does he really want all of this toxic legislation to pass, and/or is it all a big smokescreen to try and distract from more nefarious? Um, dealings in the shadows
0: moral panics are a time-honored tradition instituted by right-wing individuals so i do think that it's mostly just courting the extreme evangelical right
1: okay sounds good yeah um, to, to any of our foreign listeners, <laughs> of which we have a few, our international listeners, bienvenue. Um, le
0: piaw piaw piaw. Le piaw piaw <laughs> Um,
1: je m'excuse pour my terrible pronunciation.
0: Have we, have we, why did we decide that piaw piaw is masculine?
1: Did we? Oh, we, yeah, we just kind of did, didn't we? Mm-hmm. La
0: piaw piaw piaw? I don't know. feels masculine to me. French people get into our DMs.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Les Belgiques. Uh, we know that you're out there. Uh, we're going to be evacuating Twitter along with many of the other rats uh, sort of jumping that sinking ship. Oh, shoot, I need to make our Tumblr. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're going to be making. So uh, when we make it, we will announce its URL here on the pod probably next next episode is my guess.
0: Yeah. Or if you know us in real life, you can text us <laughs> and <laughs> ask what it is. At least half of the people that listen to this <laughs> have our fucking phone numbers, so just text us and we'll send
1: you the link to the inevitable Tumblr that will be coming.
0: <laughs> this is a um long time coming. I had a kind of revelation this week that Twitter is definitively not good for my health. Not good, no. And um I had one of those days where I got into the car after work and I said, I have been, I, I know too much. There have been, I've learned too many things today and I didn't like any of the things that I learned and it doesn't make me feel any better. So yeah, that's kind of going to be the modus operandi, the watchword, the modus operandi going forward.
1: Yeah. Stay off Twitter, everybody. Yep. It sucks. Really, honestly, yeah. Do yourself and your friends and family a favor. Do and... mail poop to Elon Musk. <laughs> is that happening? Is that a thing people are doing? It is now. Oh, okay. Everybody
0: Sweet. start mailing your poop to Elon Musk or your dog's poop. Well, don't do that to the USPS yeah. or FedEx yeah. or anybody. If That's you live just... near Elon Musk, take poop to his house. Who could possibly?
1: Doesn't he probably live in like some gated community probably. with other multi-billionaires? probably
0: get into a gated community
1: right yeah somehow sneak into a (laughs) gated community and then figure it out take some initiative people (laughs) so what i was gonna say to our international audience is do not come to america it is hot shit over here right now yep and it has been for a long time but it
0: is exceptionally hotter shit than yeah I recall it being in my lifetime. The shit is popping up, as they say. Yes, um, they did say in that.
1: Finland, congratulations for essentially getting rid of all homelessness by just giving people apartments and counseling for free. That's if you're fucking in awesome. Spain,
0: congratulations for yeah. letting
1: trans people exist. Right, and like legislating that they all don't have to be shot in the street, uh, <laughs> unlike America. Really, yeah. Just pat yourselves on the back that you're doing moderately better than the hellscape that is America right you now. You did it, kids. What we're gonna do on this podcast is try and lighten everyone's spirits by talking about the season shit. season one still. <laughs> the season that refuses to end. I'm assuming all five years of this show are season one.
0: Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. We're gonna be doing this well through the next presidential election
1: <laughs> and beyond. Uh, But anyway, we're going to try and bring some levity to the situation by discussing Season 1, Episode 18, The Truth. The Truth. So, question for the room. Um, uh, Can you handle the truth?
0: You can't handle the truth. Can't I handle the truth? You can't handle the truth. See how I turn that around on you? Uh Uh-uh. Nice. That's what Jack Nicholson would have done.
1: That's what he would have done. Mhm. Yep. RIP, yep, yep,
0: yep. yep. just kidding. He's not dead. I don't think uh, he yeah, is. Yeah.
1: Miraculously.
0: Yeah. He doesn't
1: Every time I see a photo, which is not very often, uh I'm like Jack Nicholson is old. Uh-huh. He's getting old and older by the day. Yeah. Unlike me. Unlike you. I'm getting younger and younger as time marches on.
0: <sighs> okay,
1: let's dive. <laughs> I think We're that's the end of the, that's at the end of the news section.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. We did it, everybody. We did it.
1: We gotcha. So
0: we open this episode on the pool house. And Ryan.
1: Should we do a quick previously on people sort of remember what happened last episode? People know. Do people remember? People know. It's two, it's two weeks in between episodes for this show.
0: No one cares.
1: <laughs> Well, I will just quickly remind people that um, Ryan punched Oliver in the face. Remember when when Oliver was like, you lost, man. It's okay. Uh You don't belong with 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 Melissa. With Marissa.
0: Melissa McCarthy. (laughs) He's
1: like, it's okay. You lost. Not a big deal. Just suck it up. You don't belong together. You're from two different worlds. And then (laughs) Ryan responds with his fists, um, punching uh, Oliver's face and Oliver falls over with a bleeding lip and smiles and it's a wonderful smile. So if you recall, listeners from last episode, um, I switched sides last episode. Famously, I took the controversial opinion. Yet brave. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I swapped over to Team Oliver 100% because I was like, yes, He wins. I'm going to be on the winning team. I'm Team Oliver. 100%.
0: I was never Team Oliver for reasons that we will discuss as we get further into the weeds in Uh this episode. Oh, yeah. Because the fact is, Oliver is a bad person. Well? He's a bad person with possibly a mental illness. That remains to be seen. Oh, for pity's sake. I don't know. So we open... On the pool house. Here
1: we are on the boathouse. We're in the
0: pool house.
1: Yep. Boating it up. God damn it. Ryan's in his boat. Ryan is in his boat.
0: (laughs) He is masting the (laughs) harbored
1: bow. Maining the sails. Maining
0: the sails. Pooping
1: the deck. All of this. All of these things.
0: Uh, Sandy knocks on the door. And comes into the. Pool oh, that's house. right. We dad
1: hard right away. Yes, I remember this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yes. going. Yes.
0: What do you, we watched it forty? This happened forty five minutes ago. How do you not?
1: And may I may <laughs> I ask you what was I doing while we were watching?
0: You were on your computer. I
1: was eating. Oh. The first at the beginning, I was eating. You gotta. And what happens when I eat? I don't pay attention.
0: You gotta. You but gotta... I remember
1: now. Also, I have an extraordinarily short memory, so.
0: I feel you are not taking your duty seriously as a co-host of this podcast.
1: What are you going to do? So Sandy Knockety knocks on the door and he's like, you gotta have a plan.
0: There's some exposition in so far as... Sandy informs Ryan and the audience that he is suspended until indefinitely. indefinitely until the board decides what to do with him yeah
1: the disciplinary committee yep yeah because he was already in hot water for what he did um
0: even before he punched what did he do he stole the files he stole the files from the file room marked files that's
1: right yeah yeah yeah, marked yeah. file room from the top secret <laughs> no ryan's allowed (laughs) with a picture of his face and a red line through
0: it and a little skull and crossbones exactly
1: yeah yeah so yeah director kim uh or dr kim was already like on his case and Uh now he fucking full-on punches another student yeah that's right so um sandy's like you you could be facing expulsion
0: yep but for now he is facing indefinite suspension Yep. and sandy dad's very hard insofar as he he both good cops and bad cops he's like <laughs> there's no point into me in me grounding you
2: mm-hmm.
0: but- <coughs> <coughs> excuse me if you believe in this family you should stay in the pool house until we tell you it's okay to come out Yep. So he sort of guilts him into being fake grounded. He
1: has a great line where he dads and he says, uh, right, he's uh, sitting down next to him on the bed.
0: This is the first of many instances where he's just like, kid, talk to me. You're a teenager and I know you don't talk, but you got to talk to me.
1: And uh, he says, next time you feel like you. Yeah. He's the next time you raise your fists try using your voice or something like that. Yeah. it's so great.
0: And he says, it's not about what I believe in reference to Oliver, because the very first thing that Ryan says when he enters the scene, when Sandy enters the scene is, I know you want me to say, I'm sorry, but I'm not.
1: Mm -hmm. And Ryan also under like Ryan is experiencing sort of a common trope in media where he's the only person out of a group of people who is privy to the larger machinations of a manipulative character mm-hmm. right um and everyone else disbelieves him and he understands that everyone else disbelieves him and i think he says it at one point in this confrontation it's not a, it's a conversation yeah uh, you know he says i you know i i don't you know i understand you don't believe me or whatever and that's i think where Sandy says it's not it's not about what I believe as much as I wish it was. Yeah. It's about what you did.
0: Which to be fair is straight up punching someone repeatedly in the face and body parts. Yes.
2: <laughs>
0: um it's also communicated in this conversation that Oliver has dropped the assault charges. I don't mm-hmm. think that we knew that that was happening necessarily at the end of the last episode, but it's implied like I I would have press charges
1: also you would have pressed charges or dropped charges i
0: I would have pressed them first and then i would have dropped them because i am also a master criminal genius mind
1: well yeah so like um sandy mentions you know he dropped the charges why would he do that if you know if he hates you and the audience obviously is like that's of course exactly what he would do Mm -hmm. because he wants to appear as the good guy So he could show to everyone, see, I'm the good guy, Uh even though he fucking punched me.
0: Like, in a way, I want to say that all of Ryan's behavior is at least a little bit consistent with his character. But as we will also get into later, he is... The demands on his the writing of his character in this episode are both he is fully a sullen teenager and also an expert hostage negotiator <laughs> well that's jumping it's jumping significantly way, way ahead. ahead yeah way way ahead but I wanted to like put a pin in that to discuss later because <laughs> what the <laughs> entire actual
1: <action. laughs> that's fair yeah, yeah no that's fair that's fair so. All right. On continue.
0: That conversation happens and um Sandy leaves the scene and then we jump to a little baby montage yep. of.
1: Ryan is functionally grounded.
0: Yes. I'm surprised they didn't put the uh, chin up bar back into the pool house <laughs> so they could show him, you know, in a wife beater. Is the or wrist shirtless. cuff in this
1: episode? Yes, the wrist cuff is heavily in this episode. Okay. Yes.
0: he's He wrist cuffs about. Okay, so he's like lying on his bed, lying upside down, super bored. What's the song that we're playing? The song is Love of the Loveless by the Eels. I like the thing that they've been doing in the past couple episodes. Oh, it's Loveless. I thought it was Beck. No, it's Eels.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, The lead singer of the Eels really sounds like Beck, though. Am I wrong? I could see it. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Sort of like his devil's haircut I age. Just,
0: I like both the Eels and Beck, and I think their music is distinctive enough where I don't get the confused, but I can see where other people would. Yeah.
1: People so, who are me and don't pe- know anything about music.
0: I didn't say it. I said it. I didn't I said say
1: it. I'm... <laughs> I'm... I'm, I'm not culpable. What's the word I'm looking for? Not copping out. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm copping to that? Sure. Is that a thing you can say?
0: If you want to um, do police propaganda, then yes, you can say you're copping to it. I
1: don't, though. Okay. A cab. So, <laughs> in yeah, any right. case. That you reuse this song, it's sort of the motif for every time he's just laying about consumed with his thoughts.
0: And he had in the last episode he had a song where he sneaked about every time he did a sneaks. <laughs> right, yeah, the
1: the Ryan sneaking motif.
0: So someone should make a Ryan sneaking, just Ryan doing things playlist.
1: <laughs> the, the the Ryan doing things motif playlist. Yes. I love it.
0: Yes. And Um, One of the callbacks also in the scene is the book that he is reading is The Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, which astute listeners will recall was part of the Christmas Seth Cohen starter pack Mm -hmm. that both Anna and Summer ended up giving back to him.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm. But we see that Ryan opened his present and he's been taking it to heart. He's been doing his Seth Cohen research while but, he has some time alone.
0: Because, but he only does it because he doesn't have anything else to do. Would you? No.
1: No. No. He's been sort of busy, Sarah. I hate to tell you. <laughs> he's been sneaking. He's been sneaking. And when he's not been sneaking, he's been punching.
0: <laughs> that takes up a full eight-hour day, So, man.
1: you know, ye, ye who has never sneaked nor punched, throw the first stone. You know? Throw the first book of cavalier in play.
0: Yes. Um. So what happens after that? We cut to school. We cut to school after the montage. Yep. And
1: it's Summer and Marissa,
2: right? I
0: have so many things to say about Summer in this episode. Yep. So many things. Oh, yeah. I just... Oh, poor fucking Summer. So she... The first out-of-character thing that Summer does is say that maybe, perhaps, Ryan had a point if he punched Oliver. Like, maybe he knows something about Oliver that yeah, we she don't know. Yeah, she says he must
1: have punched him for a reason.
0: Yes. <laughs> Marissa
1: says that's what he does, he punches.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, both of them are correct, but what I mean when I say this is completely out of character for Summer, Summer has, like, spent... Basically, the whole series being either neutral to hating Mm -hmm. Ryan. The needle has never tipped past this person exists. Why is she suddenly giving him the benefit of the doubt? Is it just because she is also suspicious of Oliver? And also, they're supposed to be fucking best friends. They are. Why doesn't Summer know anything about anything? Well, no, they do sort of address that, actually,
1: in that first scene where they're talking.
0: They do. But, like, I, I understand the more time she spends with Oliver, the less time she's going to spend with Summer. But why wouldn't she have talked to Summer about the situation mm-hmm. more in depth and about Oliver and Ryan more in depth? Than she has, she's just kind of coming in where the writers need her to come in. She's a she's a catalyst for yep. the action for the next thing that's going to fucking happen. She's not a person.
1: Yeah, we've actually talked about that in the past.
0: Her but friendship, doing hard her
1: friendship with Marissa, is strictly story convenience mm-hmm. at this point. Yep. Now, I still I actually do think that they do a somewhat decent job of explaining that in this exchange, because Summer alludes to the fact that no one sees Marissa anymore
0: mm-hmm.
1: because now she only spends time with Oliver.
0: Yeah. But my thing is, the, ex- the specific exchange where Marissa says, Marissa's like, Brian thinks that Oliver is in love with me. And Summer's like, well, isn't, isn't he? he? Yeah. And Marissa's like, Where is? just... You- Friends! How would they have not talked about this before?
1: They would have. They would have. They thought they they would have.
0: This is exposition strictly for the audience. Yeah. And it's bad writing.
1: Well, what else are you gonna do?
0: Yeah. Write
1: well? (laughs) We're not this show. (laughs) Good
0: luck. Um they try to make plans to spend time together, Marissa and Summer, and Marissa is spending the weekend with her mom caitlin watch caitlin still exists her voice, her name is mentioned what is caitlin doing in this episode Uh, that the dad has caitlin
1: cave diving i can't remember cave diving caitlin is is she's gonna be in a cenote (laughs) (laughs) um in tijuana
0: she's gonna be in the prequel to that one movie where james franco sells off his arm Oh, 96 excellent. 96 hours, 101 hours. Caitlin saws off her arm Yes, is she's, the name of that movie. Yes, she's going to show up with one arm if Little she ever- Little Caitlin
1: Cooper saws off her arm in a cenote <laughs> is the name of that movie. Uh, Werner Herzog, please make that movie. I'll write the script. It will be about Caitlin Cooper, the character from the OC, <laughs> when she is a tiny girl in a cenote cutting off one of her arms. Yes. And if it is canon that she has two arms in season two- then it will become headcanon for us and Werner Herzog that that is a robot arm. The robot
0: arm, or she went to an alien planet and got it regenerated.
1: Oh, that's the sequel. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. This thing writes itself.
0: She is bred with a starfish? Sure.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that makes (laughs) sense. Because she goes to the stars. And she breeds with a starfish. Perfect. Ah, the breed part is bad, because she's a minor. Mm-hmm. She gets magical powers from the queen of the starfish. She
0: might not be a minor in season two. Who knows? <laughs> Who can say? Whom can say? <laughs> so wait, what the fuck were we talking about? We were talking about how <laughs> Summer is a badly Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Badly Summer's written. like,
1: hey, so since, uh, so she's like, so you break up, you broke up with Ryan, and she was like, yeah.
0: And she's like, great, that means we're both single, so let's. Where did she say they should go? She was like, let's go to a spa, let's have a massage, let's get our nails did. And Marissa's like, I promised Oliver
1: I'd help him with homework. And Summer's like, of course
0: you fucking did. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Because Oliver's your best fucking friend now. Uh Uh-huh. She's like, what about this weekend? Yeah. And then she's like, like, nah, my stupid fucking mom! What suspense happened with me? I hate you so goddamn much! So be at my stupid fucking mom's house.
0: Ain't <gasps> that
1: fucking gun, Is basically what Marissa says.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the purpose of this scene is to let the audience know that Summer is beginning to be suspicious of Oliver and a little bit weary of Marissa's Olivery antics.
2: Yeah, and not
1: just her Olivery antics, but maybe. No, I was actually, I was going to say that maybe she's a little um, fed up Uh with Marissa's whole not actually being her friend, but I don't think that the character is self-aware enough or or aware enough of the larger patterns that the writing has developed to even give a shit about the fact that they're barely actually friends, even though they're supposed to be best friends.
0: I mean... Was it like three episodes ago that she was going to Marissa's house before school every morning? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Whatever, who cares?
0: Whom, who It's the it's
1: still season one of the OC somehow. Uh-huh. We've been here for years now. This is the thousand sixty-ninth day of season one of the fucking <laughs> O. C. from two
0: thousand three. Okay, so now we cut to a interior of the school lounge slash coffee oh, oh, oh. shop. Oh, yeah, because
1: Marissa walks off frame and she's like, aren't you
0: coming? Yeah.
1: You're my f- yeah. She doesn't say that. Okay, sorry. We're and inside. everyone
0: is in th- Minimum four layers of blazers And Henley shirts (laughs) This is deeply confusing
1: Everyone, yeah, people are in layers But who's in the most layers Our girl Anna
0: But also Oliver She fucking loves goddamn layers Is Oliver in this scene? I thought this was No, just in this episode I would say Oliver is the most layers Oliver's in
1: six or seven layers Anna's a close second though With like 14 layers most of the time
0: It's less about Anna's layers and more about her inexplicable Accessories. What me. kind of
1: music does the band Anna's layers play?
0: Oh, they're semi sonic covers. Ooh! But, I like it. But with. Oh, A- yeah.
1: Her accessory game in this episode is wild. Yeah. It is. Bonkers, her fucking accessory game. I will want to talk about the butterflies, but when we get to that scene,
0: we will have a What the Fuck is Anna Wearing corner. Yes. Yes. We still need to come up with a theme song for it.
1: I'll come up with, I'll do a theme song for it when we get there today, okay? Okay. So hold me to that.
0: Okay. Also, because for all intents and purposes, this is probably the last Anna episode. Oh, no. Oh. So they put her they give her they give her a, a high question mark note to go out on. I guess. Yep. Yeah. Spoiler
1: alert, everybody.
0: So we're in the teen coffee shop slash lounge, and they're getting cups of coffee with no actual. We're in the coffee fucking bowling alley
1: that they have in the school for uh-huh. some reason. We're the squash in squash court.
0: We're in the uh, private jet ha- airplane <laughs> hangar. We're
1: in the Starbucks that exists inside the other Starbucks in their school.
0: We're in the Pizza Hut. We're in the Taco Bell. <laughs> we're in the combination high school in Pizza Hut and Taco <laughs> Bell. <laughs> But they are getting and international co- baccalaureate. They are getting coffee with no coffee in it. And no, of they course are not. Those just, cups
1: are empty as fuck.
0: Yep, and they are discussing the uh, Ryan and Marissa and Oliver situation. Because why would anybody talk about anything else in this episode?
1: So this is the Anna and Seth, Seth. walking scene. Yep. Right? So they yep. are. We're doing a. Um, we're doing a West Wing. Yep. We're Aaron Sorkining around. Yep. Uh, we're doing a walk and talk.
0: And Seth is just fucking... Seth is
1: wearing... Did you note what he was wearing?
0: In this scene?
1: No. This scene. Very dark colors. Yeah. Um, black windbreaker over black shirt over black pants. Okay. And I was thinking to myself, they've put him... Seth Cohen, although I would not say a snazzy dresser, does not shy away from color.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And in this scene, if we're going to talk color theory as it regards his character's motivations and mindset... Um this scene Anna is trying to connect with him yeah. by um asking about uh, Ryan is yeah. Ryan okay right Seth is sort of doing like a am I br- am I my brother's keeper sort of thing. Yeah. You know, he's like, how should I know? I don't know. You know, I haven't talked to him. He's been locked away in his room. You know, like yada yada.
0: He won't listen to me about Oliver. Oliver yeah. is an exemplary human, and I love Oliver. And
1: he, well, if if nothing else, at least Seth is like I tried to give him some advice. You know, I tried to tell him not to break into Marissa's locker. He didn't listen to me, and now look where he is. Essentially,
0: I don't think he specifically brought up Marissa's locker. But no, but he says I point. tried
1: to I tried to stop him. Yeah, is kind of what he says. Yeah, and sure enough he absolutely did all of seth's advice i think in the last episode even though coming from a position of ignorance as to what was going on behind the scenes
0: uh-huh. was
1: good advice that came from a place of genuine concern because even though seth isn't necessarily you know seth is an idiot um his heart's in the right place you know he mentions his brotherhood with ryan later in the episode what, 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 what? what's that noise what's that noise talk to me because Seth tries to stop him from fucking up his life.
0: Seth doesn't listen to Ryan would in you? the first place. Would you believe yes! Ryan? Yes. Sight unseen yes. of this stuff that... I would have at least been in the other room when my attorney father was discussing the fact that he bailed this kid out of jail Mm -hmm. for a cocaine Mm -hmm. deal yeah that is very
1: conveniently not mentioned most of this episode so it's mentioned once yeah when he's talking with julie later i would have i would have been that would be my card that i would play Every time Oliver's name came up. Yeah. Every time I'd be like, oh, you mean Cocaine Kid?
0: Oh, you mean... You mean hits
1: himself, randomly freaks out, and runs away Cocaine Kid? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just... There's no emojis yet in 2003, but, like, I would have jumped into the future and found the snow emoji (laughs) on my phone, and then time traveled back and been like, this guy? This
1: guy! (laughs) You bring back the mountain emoji, (laughs) right? (laughs)
0: Or are we skiing?
1: (laughs) Yeah, tapping your nose. (laughs) Is that what we're doing, Oliver? Yeah, Oliver keeps trying to get everybody to go skiing this episode. Snowboarding. Thank you, sorry. All right. And fine. what's he saying? Monmarth? Ma- Montague. Montague. Ma- Some moose jaw. Moose jaw. Moose lip. Sure. Mount St. Helens. Guys, let's go to Mount St. Helens. <laughs> Guys, we're going to all go ski at Mao Zedong.
0: <laughs> Mao Zedong hit us up in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We've got a squirrely landlord we need you to deal with. Tell
0: us where the mountains are.
1: And are not fixing this fan <laughs> in our bathroom.
0: <laughs> so it, it is, you're right, it is a little bit of a walk and talk because they're taking their coffee and they're arguing a little low-key about Ryan and what Seth should do about Ryan. And, and they Seth's come. like,
1: you don't know Ryan. And yeah. it's pretty obvious from his disattachment. Deta- detachment, detachment. And Anna trying to engage with him that there is... And this is leading into a larger sort of B slash C plot in the episode. She's something starting to get... Yeah, something is, is going miss. on between the two of them, Anna yeah. and Seth. Uh-huh.
0: So they're walking into the hallway. And she's
1: like, I'm trying to... I'm trying to know, Ryan. Yeah. I'm like, that's what that's what this is. That's what this conversation is trying to be. Yep. You jackass.
0: And they come face-to-face face with Summer and Marissa. And they're all kind of standing awkwardly together in the hallway. And... Uh, the, whose high was manic?
1: Okay, so um, they're like, "Oh, hi everybody!" It wasn't the high that was manic. Um, so yeah, they they all they're all sort of caught off guard, like, "Oh shit, duh, people that we sort of know." Uh, and um, somebody asks, you know, "How are you?" And Marissa's good is, I think, super manic. Yeah. Like her eyes go really wide. She's like, "Good." she's obviously not not good she's overcompensating she's not good she's deeply overcompensating do
0: we think this is a masterful choice on misha barton's part or do we <laughs> think it was just bad acting just bad acting okay yeah all right so whatever they're talking about in the hallway does not matter i did not take any notes it's about painfully it. awkward it's just an excuse for oliver to come up and be like "Hey,
1: hey hey guys we're gonna snowboard we're all going snowboarding this weekend right
0: and marissa says we're all coming to mao Zedong. mao Zedong, yep and then (laughs) marissa's like your lip
1: oh yeah because he has a little cut yep from when ryan kicked his ass
0: yep and oliver says and i think i paused and told you that i hated everything about this yes correct Oliver says, I was hoping it that it would have made the transition from scary to sexy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? In light of revisiting that line, that makes what Marissa's does Marissa's does at the end even more infuriating. When she's like, I knew no, I had no idea that you liked me. Yeah. 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 Dear God.
1: Well, you know, whatever. Bad writing. We can chalk a lot it. of this fucking show up to bad writing. So... It's engaging,
0: though. Yeah. So Oliver's like, do-do-do, we're going to snowboard. Scary lips, sexy spice, whatever. He exits the scene. Well, uh, Marissa's like, I have to spend the weekend with my, my mommy. Yeah. So I can't go snowboarding. <laughs> And then he's like, I'll walk you to Western Civ, because yep. apparently we all still go to school <laughs> in this school. Hey,
1: remember, this is a high school
0: setting? Yep. So the three of them, Seth and Anna and Summer, are kind of left gazing befuddledly <laughs> in their wake, yep. and yep. Anna yep. says he seems really happy. And Summer, Mm -hmm. Sue, is the Greek chorus here in this scene and possibly in the show. I Mm -hmm. haven't decided that Mm -hmm. yet. She goes, why wouldn't he be? Now he has Marissa all to himself. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun,
1: dun. Yeah, you know, the Summer... (sighs) Help me figure this one out. This is a question. Is... Has, historically, in the show, has Summer been perceptive? Because I think she has been. Because, okay, we talk about the inconsistency of these characters pretty regularly. Yep. And sometimes Summer will be a dummy, and sometimes Summer will have, like, weirdly specific interests. Also, her candy-striping thing has not come back up, period, full stop talk about a fucking plot device of convenience but anyway um right sometimes she's into finance and then sometimes she's not
0: that was less a plot device oh no she's always into finance it's just it's not about whether she is into something or not into something it's that nobody talks about what she's into because she only serves to further the plot along okay
1: so but as a character consistency is she perceptive I think so. Yeah? Yes. Because, yeah, you're right. She's the Greek chorus in this episode. We She's talk- one of the only ones that actually recognizes something seems a little off with Oliver.
0: Her and Luke. Mm.
1: Yes. Wow. Talking about the fact that we've lived in this season for a thousand years and how everything is different than it was in episode one. We, You and I, multiple times throughout this entire episode, we're like, we love Luke. Yep. Luke is just the best. Luke
0: is the best.
1: Well, except for one part. We're going to get matching fucking, Luke tattoos. We're going to get to that part. <laughs> Good God, are we going to get to that fucking part.
0: Oh, you're going to have a time with the rest of this no. season, my friend. How oh, much of it is left?
1: <laughs> are there 50 episodes in a season?
0: Christ. Like 25. Okay. So
1: we're close-ish. Yeah, are we? To the end. Are we? It's going to be another year before we get to fucking the end of this goddamn season. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, yes, you and I are like, Luke is the best. But uh, yeah, so things happen and then we'll talk about those things because that's what this podcast is about.
0: So then we are at Sandy and Kirsten having lunch in what appears to be a sandals resort, but it's actually <laughs> Kirsten's office. It's Kirsten's
1: office at the, the, not Arkansas. Newport group. Yeah, the Newport group. Thank yeah. you. Yes.
0: We've just never seen this particular angle before, right? Yeah. It is 10,000 palm trees and like. Could you tell what they were eating? Delhi. Yeah. Sandy said it's deli.
1: Ah, yes. Okay. We ordered in. That's right. He says we ordered in. Yep. Yeah.
0: Sandy... This conversation makes no sense to me. Explain. Also, notice how the
1: restaurant is no longer being talked about. Eh. But anyway, sorry. Keep going. I
0: mean, I can under. I can let that slide for this episode. I the guess it would be a lot to cram. Very into this concentrated yeah. Yeah. on one specific person. Yeah. And that person is Oliver. Yeah. And his sexy lip.
1: So anyway, sorry, um, uh, Sandy. Sandy,
0: um, I think it's. Deeply out of character for Sandy to have gone to bat for Ryan so hard in so many contexts and then sit with Kirsten. I would understand if Kirsten was the one to say in this conversation, have we made a mistake? Mm-hmm. But Sandy brings this up.
1: I think it's honestly because Sandy interacts with Ryan more in a sort of a daddish, you know, kind of... Uh...
0: No. I mean, yes, you're correct, but... Kirsten would have seen mm-hmm. and heard about all the aftermath mm-hmm. oh, for sure. of all of these hijinks mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. Ryan is getting mm-hmm. himself into. Yeah. You know, and just heard that part, the bad parts.
1: Well, okay, the this is this is gonna be my explanation for this. So what we're talking about, listeners, is this conversation opens with sort of Sandy shaking his head. And going, did I make a mistake? And Kirsten says, um, "With grounding Ryan, is that what she says?"
0: I think she just says, "Like, what do you mean?" No, yes. she says, no.
1: "With with she says something," and he okay. says, "With inviting Ryan into our home." Yeah. Um. So my perspective is. He here okay this is how i think i'm going to explain it sandy was always the ride or die for yep. ryan kirsten understandably from her perspective was hesitant um because again it was her model home that he burned down etc cetera, etc cetera. um
0: he didn't burn it down Oh, we've
1: been over this so many times he okay. took a flamethrower and he purposefully burned it to the ground oh my god this is canon it's in the wikipedia oh my god i just edited the wikipedia to make it
0: continue with your point so
1: it's it's not a it's not necessarily a good point because you're right the, the the writers love to again do a terrible job of using any kind of consistent voice for these characters but i think it makes sense in this context because uh sandy's always been the ride or die and so if you're going to have a character if you're going to have a character experience a meaningful doubt mm-hmm. about the choice they made, Kirsten's doubt would not be as powerful as Sandy's doubt. Because Sandy doubting, who has always been the ride or die, gun for Ryan, you know, push for Ryan, support him. Mm-hmm that from a character perspective shows us just how serious this is getting for sandy
0: i see your point that's my reading of I it i take your point and also when shit you're 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 not going to express your doubts to this child. No, no,
1: no, no, no. Not <laughs> Could gonna, you imagine?
0: You're not going to take fucking Seth aside. God, maybe like, I should
1: sell you back to the pet store we got you from. Shit. Yeah.
0: yeah. Your spouse is the person who you air your grievances yeah. to. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Your spouse is... That one holiday, nope, I didn't get to the joke. Chrismica? No, not Chrismica. What? The one where you, the... the... Sweetest day? No! Valentine's day? No, shut up. The... (laughs) The one the that's around smile. Christmas that was sort of created as a Seinfeld thing—the airing of oh, grievances. Oh, oh,
1: oh, 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 oh! Uh, Festivus.
0: Festivus.
1: Festiv—Why are we bringing up Festivus?
0: Because your your spouse is your Festivus. You air the grievances. You <laughs> air
1: your grievances to your spouse. Yes.
0: Yeah. So okay, I've I've done a one eighty. This makes sense. Good! Okay,
1: sweet. I feel like I made my case.
0: And I am also just going to come out and say it right now. Just preview of whenever we get to the end of this podcast (laughs) sandy is my goddamn hero of this episode oh shit you're jumping
1: aboard jumping sandy train
0: i have been on the sandy train yeah but i am especially
1: he certainly dads hard dad's so fucking hard i have a different hero from you i do have two heroes but we'll get to it all right we'll get to it oh i like that both of us already sort of have our heroes picked out (laughs) because usually when it gets to the hero part of the show i kind of struggle um oh that'll be a good conversation so, so anyway they're having delhi
0: yep and, and a team these- a SWAT team <laughs> of men in uniform come in and start taking apart everything in the office right
1: one of them's like are you Kristen are you are you Kristen De- Kirsten are you yeah he said doesn't he does he say Kristen I don't think he does no
0: I think what's he her last be. name again <laughs> Cohen
1: is that like, hey, you, cares to Cohen? And she's like, oh, uh, who's asking? And he's like, it's so great, and it's so like ominous because he's like, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is she getting arrested? Are they being investigated
0: by the FBI? Is this gonna be where there's securities fraud again? That's the never aired Taken subplot. Of that, <laughs> Didn't pass the. Fox, where caleb has to go and
1: use his secret set of skills to get her back uh-huh yeah yeah caleb and um, i don't know jimmy team up or something like that
0: something like that so they're taking all the furniture and whatnot and julie comes into the scene as well and she's holding some flowers or some shit and she's like what are you guys doing here i thought you went out to lunch and
1: that's, that's where sandy when- says you ordered in like waves you want some jelly yeah you want some jelly (laughs) (laughs) one of these days i want peter gallagher to hear anything that we say on this show (laughs) i don't know it would just make me so happy and also viciously embarrassed yes painfully embarrassed to the degree that i would want to just sort of crumple up into a tiny ball and slither away into like a crack in a in a wall
0: yeah Emily, who no longer listens to this podcast...
1: You're dead to us, Emily.
0: You're dead to us, Emily, was telling me on the phone (laughs) about a podcast that she listens to. If we were a true crime podcast, she would be just on it. Oh, yeah. She loves true crime. Well, I'm not doing that. Nope, we're not doing that. But so she was telling me about how um, the host of this podcast that she listens to has a lot of vocal fry. Ooh. And the... Uh, listenership expressed their distaste (laughs) towards her vocal fry and I was just thinking about how it's actually great that we have a ten of listeners who never interact with us (laughs) (laughs) because I could not bear that kind of scrutiny.
1: Except, except texting us intermittently (laughs) and be like,
0: I'm listening to your podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And thank you for doing that, Kathy. I appreciate
2: it. That shit's great. (laughs)
0: Thank you for not having an opinion about our vocal fry, Kathy.
1: Should we we do a lot more vocal fry?
0: I mean, if you want to, but I've already had to pause twice to cough, so I can't. Should I just talk like this the rest of the time? No
1: readers, get into our DMs no. while we have a Twitter no. and let me know. No. if I sound like a door that's creaking open.
0: Whenever you get into a bit, you just carry it so far. It's
1: called committing to the bit, Sarah. <laughs> get on board with it. It's fun.
0: Um. So, so yeah, they're
1: taking away all the stuff. Um, Julie
0: says to them, Uh, Caleb also comes into the scene at some point and is like, Julie, we gotta go. No, no, no. He's like, why
1: is a bunch of men stealing all the furniture in my fucking office? Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. That's right. That's right. And she's like... Well, when we get back from lunch, it's just gonna be perfect, mommy love, and you'll you fucking love it. And oh, just that's right. him. They stole his massage chair.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's, and like, he's very mad about it. Oh, this man took away my massage chair. I
0: I would be mad about that too. He has a
1: fucking massage chair in his office. Oh my god. The early two thousands, everybody. Oh, to be that massage chair for a day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Are you, stop it! Sorry. Stop it now.
1: I can do that for a long time.
0: Um, Are you impressed? No.
1: This is why you married me.
0: It is. I'm surprised that noise wasn't in your vows.
1: <laughs> Dear Sarah. <laughs> um, Neither of our families would have been surprised.
0: <laughs> so the 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 key the centerpiece of this exchange in this scene is Julie says, we're celebrating my new position. Do you <laughs> want to come? And Sandy says... Uh, uh, yeah, he's been in the well, back I'm of the room. Yeah. I'm not touching that one. I'm not touching that one. Which further cements Sandy in my mind as the hero of this episode because <laughs> he's secretly Dirty well
1: bad. i think it was the way she phrased it was more we're celebrating my new position
0: <laughs> i interpreted it as the we're celebrating my position exactly do you want to come you heard that really yeah uh yeah mm. yeah well, i think that's a little
1: too base yeah for a sandrew
0: i'm very base
1: you're based. That's different.
0: I am based when I think about one Sandry Anthony Cohen.
1: <laughs> I love that his name now is Canon Sandry Anthony Cohen. Sandry Anthony Cohen. <laughs> Alright, so we go back. And Kirsten's like, the fuck? I need to get some goddamn work done. (laughs) And, um, oh yeah, um, because when he was uh, doubting, she said, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. And he says, aren't I the one that's supposed to say that? And then they come and steal all her furniture. And she's like, how the fuck am I supposed to get work done? And he's like, don't worry, babe, everything's going to be okay, remember? Ah."
0: (laughs) He's not not smug. Oh, he's smug yeah he's smug as fuck yeah he's smug right now he is, yep he's just bathing in his own smugness <laughs> and it's great he gets two it's wonderful okay so that now we're back at the pool house and there's another uh sad eels scored yep. montage yep
1: yep 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 our boy is again laying Around
0: And I believe... Is, this when, is this when he calls... Is this when he picks up the Ma- phone? No, he calls Marissa.
1: Yeah, that's why I said yeah. picks up the phone.
0: But picks up the phone... We're going to semantics for a second. Semantics, no way. Picks up the phone implies to me that someone is calling and then oh. you pick up the phone. He pick- He makes a phone call mm-hmm. is the way that I would describe this.
1: He picks up the phone and dials it. Yep.
0: He dials the phone.
1: It's sort of how I was... Kind of expressing it.
0: And he gets to, regardless of our difference of opinion on this, the point is, he dials one Marissa... This is
1: the content. Yes. This is what the person comes here for.
0: He dials one Marissa Cooper's Nokia cell phone. He sure does. And it goes to voicemail. And we see, we get jumped to the next scene because oliver and marissa are having lunch at an outdoor table yep at school at school is where they are and not ryan because he is still suspended uh-huh and luke comes up and sits down next to marissa <laughs> luke has two hamburgers he has two hamburgers because <laughs> he's a growing boy he is a growing boy It has never explained why he has two hamburgers, and I fucking love it.
1: I love that little detail, though, because some set dresser was like, okay, someone had to make the decision as a group or as an individual. What would Luke eat for lunch on a day? And it's two full hamburgers and sides.
0: Do you know what else has never come back, which would explain why he needs two hamburgers? Soccer soccer team. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Does a soccer team exist? In this, in this high school were they
1: in our heads the whole time maybe did we all sort of collectively hallucinate the soccer team possibly so, uh he sits down um and uh, that's right yeah uh, oliver's like luke buddy you've gotta you've gotta help me convince marissa to come with me this weekend to,
0: snowboarding to Mao
1: Zedong snowboarding in hell to to Mao Zedong's anti-landlord snowboard factory
0: yes um, of
1: fun and <laughs> Luke's like um, now with
0: whack a mole
1: <laughs> and Luke's like I don't know isn't that sort of up to her as, if she wants to or not yeah um, and Oliver's like well at least let me uh, put you and your mom up. In a hotel or something, or you know, so then you can be close to me or something like that.
0: No, I think he says that later. He says that later. Yeah, Uh,
1: he says any number of things, and he keeps every time Marissa would respond to something Luke is saying, um,
0: Oliver responds for her. Yes, which is
1: so. Like she takes the she looks at the phone, she's like, "Yeah, it's probably
0: my ma'am,"
1: and she's like she's looking at it and Oliver's like it's Ryan isn't it don't answer it um he says that doesn't he yeah yeah
0: and she's like I don't think she says anything she's so frustratingly passive yes in this episode yes in this era yes in this epic yes. I, I, I just
1: yep <sighs> And yeah, Luke eventually excuses himself because uh, he says something like, "Oh, so Marissa doesn't get to talk to anyone anymore." No,
0: he was. He says, "Is she after after Oliver instructs her not to pick up the phone?" And he says to Luke, "She's not talking to Ryan at the moment." And Luke goes, "Is she talking to me, or are you doing that for her?"
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So Luke is Luke is with it
1: oh luke is yes luke can sniff sort of something is definitely off right something state of denmark rottenness etc etc luke knows this
0: i have i have questions there's like a lot of lingering uh, what's the word that i want here the overarching questions about people in this show number one what the fuck happened to Rachel? But number two, do you remember the girl he kissed in Tijuana?
1: I do. Uh, what th- was her name? Tiffany.
0: Haley. H- uh, uh, Yasmin. Serafina. Pan- Pandora. Pandora. We'll say it's Pandora. Where the fuck is she?
1: Where the fuck is she?
0: Holly. Her Holly! Name was Holly.
1: And she's been completely forgotten about. Yep. We just sort of do that to yeah. characters on this show, though. Yeah. Case in point, Kaylee. Yeah, Kaylee, Kayla, Hayla, Kaylee, Haley, Haley, Haley. Is that the the other the,
0: daughter? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. No, Haley? it's not Haley. No, Haley is
1: the Kirsten. Kayla, Kirsten's sister. Yeah.
0: Who the fuck is Marissa's sister? caitlin caitlin K-
1: Yes. Okay, Haley, that's caitlin. it. Whatever, Whatever. They're all fucking gone. <laughs> They're all useful where they're useful and then just ditched like so much cold garbage when they're not necessary to the plot. So that's all television.
0: So the point is we love Luke. Luke exits the scene. He takes his...
1: Luke exits stage left, pursued by two hamburgers. Yes.
0: (laughs) And then Marissa says... I'm gonna get us some dessert, which is her excuse to get out of the scene and just inexplicably leave her phone. And then Oliver
1: does the best fucking thing ever.
0: No, it's the worst thing. I got
1: hard watching this (laughs) fucking, it was fucking great. Okay, but also. It was like. Okay. Hang on. In my pant leg.
0: Hang on. I want to backtrack and say one thing. Okay. Marissa has never eaten dessert in her life. (laughs) She has eating disorders on top of eating disorders.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a-, a pancake of eating disorders. Yeah,
0: Those there's absolutely great. no way.
1: Did Misha Barton talk about that? Has she actually come out publicly and said anything? Uh huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was not a good time to be in the public eye.
1: No. And low-rise jeans and low-rise skirts didn't help anybody. And because you were like expected to have like. serrated hip bones basically sticking out above your fucking waistline.
0: And A of all, they're coming back and B of all, Ozempic is a thing now. What is Ozempic? Oh my god. Okay, listener, fast forward like, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute if you don't want me, if you don't want to listen to me yell about something that has absolutely nothing to do with this plot. Ozempic is a Diabetic injectable drug. Okay, right, but it has a off-label use. Oh no, for appetite suppressants. Oh, for God's and sake, and weight loss. So that people who a of all, a of all, I'm pretty convinced it's a new fenfen because it's an extremely new drug, and. The long-term effects of it have not been studied.
1: Yeah, so we don't know if it's going to give you holes in your heart.
0: All we know is the girlies are using it for to make an excuse to not eat. Oh, great. And so the people who actually have been prescribed it for medical reasons are in the same boat as the people who cannot get the Adderall.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, they can't get it because now it's being more highly controlled because people are using it to lose weight. Correct. Oh, for Christ's sake.
0: People are paying up to $1,000 for a month's supply. Oh, my God. And the other thing is, it's like any other diet drug. You can't go off it without Mm. experiencing Mm. the effects of gaining Mm. the weight back. So Mm. who, who, why? 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 Because Khloe Kardashian. The end.
1: Because of Chloe Capitalism.
2: Oh.
1: So uh, she goes and gets, and then this is the best <laughs> fucking thing. So I'm going to talk about it because it's sexy, sexy,
0: sexy. But take I disagree wholeheartedly, but take us into it.
1: So, okay. Uh, she, yes, conveniently leaves her phone behind. Uh, and this is before the days of being able to lock your phone. So our little, it's a flippy phone. It's a tiny little Nokia flippy. Our hero, Oliver, reaches across, protagonist Oliver, reaches across the table, picks up her phone, uh, dials messages, you have one new message, press one to listen to your message, he presses one, it's Ryan, he says, hey, uh, I would really like to talk to you, would you please meet me at the library after school, I'll meet you there, thanks, okay, bye. Would you like to press one to listen to your message? Would you like to press two to delete your message? He looks at the phone, he presses a button. He, oh no, it's uh, would you like to press one to save your message and two to delete your message? He presses a button, he puts the phone back to his ear. The robot voice says, message deleted. He closes the phone and puts it back and smiles. Now, obviously, normal evan outside of the world of this podcast thinks this is a terrible thing normal evan thinks this is a total betrayal of trust thinks it's a total betrayal of privacy thinks it's a terrible move evan who is being contentious for the bit for this (laughs) podcast thinks this was fucking awesome. Evan, who is pretending to be Team Oliver,
0: as long thinks
1: as- this is such a fucking pro move. Okay,
0: as long as you admit that it's for the bit, It is fine. for
1: the bit. Of course it's a shitty, awful thing to do. Yeah. But if you're rooting for the villain to do villainous things...
0: I was gonna, like, get on an entire high horse about women who have dated manipulative men, mm-hmm. and I have been among that class of women Mm -hmm. and I would like to drown Oliver at sea (laughs) and let not even the sharks I want the seals to find his body I want the seals to like take a little nibble On his, maybe, abdomen, and then kind of <laughs> throw him back and forth. <laughs> oh, if you want being
1: thrown back and forth, you need orcas.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, you need orcas to do that.
0: Okay, but the seals can take, like, the lower... Extremities <laughs> and do that, and he'll have just enough blood to be alive and watch his lower extremities be kind of bandied about, be devoured by seal. Yes, yes. And then the orcas will come for his upper half, and everyone will be happy.
1: Yay! Yes, they'll play they'll play orca cricket with him. Yes. No, obviously, I don't think it's a cool <laughs> move to break into somebody's fucking mailbox and delete their me- their private messages. Of course not. But I'm rooting for this villain to do villainous things, and so I'm like, yes. Uh,
2: I know.
0: I, okay. I know. So Oliver deletes the voicemail. We jump to the next scene, which is Seth and Anna talking about rescheduling their plans for going to the comic book shop. Yep. Um, because. Seth wants to check on Ryan and make sure he's doing okay. Yeah,
1: things are still strained between Anna and Seth, pretty obviously.
0: And then Summer comes into the scene and is like, hey, what are you guys doing? Here's another thing that I want to point out about Summer. What's that? She had 150,000 million friends.
1: Yeah, she was literally the most popular, like the at least the second most popular girl in school. To such a degree that for the first like four or five episodes of this goddamn show, everyone was constantly going to her parties. She was all the time throwing. Yes. 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 Her only friend in the world is not Marissa Cooper.
0: Right. Uh, Maybe like if we're being charitable, we could say the whole uh, Tijuana episode made her. Ostracized from
1: the rest of of her peer group. Yeah, strained her social standing.
0: But that is not explicitly discussed in the world of this television show so it makes no sense that she is like hey i don't have anything else to do this weekend can you guys take me to the comic shop would you guys be cool if i just third wheeled it with you guys for the rest of the episode which has happened in the past what two three episodes she's third wheeled about yeah like and we're not really meant to uh, no, I think, whether she is finagling to third wheel or if she is genuinely lonely.
1: Yeah, it's ambiguous in this episode. It was made pretty abundantly clear by her acting in earlier episodes that she is third wheeling explicitly to cock block. This one, it's ambiguous. Yeah. Whether she's just lonely and needs friends. And they're sort of her her, her final, her last option.
0: Which makes it, suck, makes it suck even more. Yeah? Yeah. How so? Because i don't know it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel in her character to not have any friends or any true. plans
1: yeah it does not feel it doesn't feel true to summer's character it doesn't feel true to summer's whole world right to be pathetic like she is not someone to pity ugh. summer takes control of her life
0: Summer would just go to, like, some kind of dinner for the Fortune 500 30 under 30. Yeah! <laughs> and be like, what's up, boys? Right? Stop simping over uh, Seth Cohen. Yeah,
1: please stop simping. A, he is just not fucking worth <laughs> it. And B, this is sort of a, a re... This is like saying he's not worth it, but Bert, you could do better. You could do better. So they're sort of like hemming and hawing about it when who do we see approaching from the distance?
0: One Ryan Atwood Cohen.
1: One Ryan Atwood Cohen. And Seth is like, the fuck, excuse me.
0: I do also want to point out that I think this is the scene where Seth is dressed like a Boy Scout troop leader. (laughs) I don't remember. The, The button down. The, the green and brown fucking striped button down? Oh, I
1: don't remember that. What are I only remember his dark suit. It's er, from the first scene.
0: Uh, it's all dark colors. It's all, I think in another scene, he's got a, a gray or black Henley and a darker top. I remember that one. Top, yeah. So he, that's mirroring Ryan's. Oh, it sort of is, isn't from it? From the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. But this, this, this button down is not doing what anyone any favors.
1: Mean? So he's like, excuse me, gotta
0: go. I don't think that anyone knows what it means <laughs> who worked on this show. <laughs> so he intercepts Ryan is like, hey, bud, um, what the fuck are you doing here? What does he say? It made you laugh so hard in front of God and Dr. Kim and, and everyone. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> He does make a valid point that, uh, Ryan is hell of suspended and he has decided to meet Marissa in a library, which here's another thing. He never got confirmation that he never never got a response from Marissa. No, he's
1: just sort of hoping and assuming that she listened to his message, didn't just delete it herself. Right. Which she very well could have.
0: If I was like, Hey, Evan, let us meet at the blank, and you did not respond to me, Mm -hmm. I would send you a minimum of six texts.
1: Yeah, you would not operate under the assumption that I just, A, got the message, and B, will be there You
0: just internalized it so hard that you had no choice but to not respond to me (laughs) It's like, this is part of my person now
1: Yeah, 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 yeah No 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 No. And these are high schoolers Yeah
0: These fuckers are about as
1: unreliable as human beings can be
0: So, Ryan, what we're saying is Seth does have a point here as much as I hate to admit it A very good point But he also says What does he say? Hold on Hold I wrote it down. He says, "It doesn't matter." He kind of mirrors Sandy a little bit mm-hmm. in his the way the uh, the way he's talking, mm-hmm. and he says, "It doesn't matter whether I believe you or not. This Mission Impossible act isn't gonna isn't gonna be how you make your case." Yes, and, and he's I, not wrong. But I also must have missed when Ryan scaled the Burj Khalifa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you don't remember that? No, no, I know. <laughs> uh, okay, so. but also
1: he's not wrong. He's I not do wrong. want to say he's not wrong.
0: It's just, it's just a weird way to. I'm loath to agree with him, it. but he's not fucking wrong. But it's not the Mission Impossible. It's the dumbass Impossible. <laughs> it's the teen dumbass of dumbass.
1: Yeah, uh, and Ryan's like, you know, he's like. He says something before he's like, I gotta go. What does he say? Shit. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's like, fuck you, Seth. And he he goes...
0: And he parachutes out (laughs) of the scene while standing on solid ground. So the next...
1: (laughs) He catches a helicopter with his teeth.
0: So the next scene is immediately in the library, which is... I'm pretty sure it's the library that they used in Harry Potter, probably. It is like this endless, enormous fucking library. Yep. That, you know, I went to public school. We had a library, it was fine. But I do believe if you have a school that has pinball machines,
2: <laughs> you
0: also have a library that takes up six city blocks. <laughs> And this is this is the part where if we're going to go to the mission impossible metaphor mm-hmm. This is the part where the villain monologues yep. about how he has won yep. and how there's nothing you can do Yep. and blah, blah, blah. And we think we got enough of that the last episode. We did not. Time for more gloating! Because! In- and I
1: fucking love it.
0: Because I'm, instead yeah. of Marissa...
1: And I called it. And of course I called it. They yeah. telegram it. Yeah. They s- basically send you a fucking email that's like, this is what's going to happen,
0: Yep. everybody. They send a push notification. Right! <laughs> bling bling oh Oliver's gonna be there instead of Marissa (laughs) holy shit and he's like leaning up against a end of a book stack and he's like she's not coming
1: yeah right Ryan has his back to him it's so awesome. The, the, the framing of it is great. So Ryan is, first off, we're, it's a close up on Ryan's face.
0: The only way it could have been better is if Ryan was picking a book from the stacks and-, <laughs>
1: and <his> face, <laughs> Oliver's face was on the other side?
2: Yes.
0: Oh my God, that would have been fun, right? Yeah. Oh, I can see
1: it now. It's a close-up. It's a close-up on the spine. It reads something like Betrayal. (laughs) (laughs) Betrayal by Jane Austen. He pulls it out and there's Oliver's face. (laughs) Um, So, yeah.
0: You Don't Have a Girlfriend Anymore (laughs) by John Grisham.
1: (laughs) The Pelican No Girlfriend. (laughs) john brown's the da vinci marissa doesn't want you anymore
0: if the writers of this show and producers of this show do not get in touch with us for the inevitable reboot they are doing something wrong yeah correct 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 we
1: are the best podcast about the oc <laughs> that has ever been fucking recorded for the internet so the the framing of it is fantastic ryan is like ryan's like sort of like He's like looking around, you know, as if to essentially be like, oh, I hope someone doesn't see that I'm here, that I'm obviously not supposed to be here because I'm suspended. I hope Dr. Den, you know, Dr. Kim doesn't get up. And so his back is to the stacks. Yeah, and who silently, like a cat, emerges from the stacks looking at Ryan and and po- poises himself and says to Ryan's back, she's not coming. <laughs> and Ryan turns around feeling utterly betrayed. And um, Oliver says, she told me to tell you to stop trying to call her and to stop trying to contact her. She's through with you or something like that. Uh Uh-huh. And of course, obviously that didn't happen. And we as the audience know it doesn't happen. But Ryan doesn't know that. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then we have an extra villainous slash protagonist exchange because as Oliver is exiting this specific scene, he says... Something like, give it up, it's over. Yep. And Ryan says, hey, Oliver, to is retreating back. It hasn't even begun.
1: Dun, dun, dun. And Oliver sort of does like a half chuckle and excuses himself uh-huh. into, the, into the mist of the enormous library. Uh-huh. <laughs> he gets on his wyvern and flies away.
0: <laughs> so now we are back at the Cohen breakfast nook which has been overtaken by (laughs) Kirsten Kirsten and a bunch of blueprints and some like hanging things that don't make sense and apparently no one can access the coffee which doesn't make any sense but whatever
1: yeah she is so apparently she's expanded because she has no office she's expanded and taken over the entire kitchen for some reason Uh why and this again So I understand that the breakfast book is the only place that exists in the house. No, no, no.
0: There are other places that exist in the house, but your theory is that this is an actual house that exists in the world, Mm -hmm. and they were only allowed to film in X number of places. Yeah. And it would not make sense for her to have taken over Seth's bedroom, which is the only other place that we've been in, really. They've got
1: a living room. Probably with an enormous table. Don't they have a dining room? With like a huge table? We haven't seen that shit. I don't know. Whatever. They have an enormous fucking house. Why is she taking (laughs) over the kitchen? It doesn't make
0: any sense. But anyway. Regardless of the semantics of that. Sandy comes in
1: he's like. "Uh, I'd like to eat some food in this kitchen. That we apparently sometimes use to make food.
0: He's still eating Untoasted bagels And I just want to know Who hurt him (laughs) He gets coffee He gets a bagel Um They're having Some banter They're having whatever Julie comes into this Oh It's important to note That um Kirsten is in a bathrobe And fully planning To work in her pajamas From home
1: Cause she has no office
0: Cause she has no office You know Quarantine queen (laughs) she would have have done great
1: oh she is prepped for 2020 little does she know yeah
0: so she's like I'm gonna blah 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 and Kirsten or Julie comes waltzing into the scene and is like I thought we could carpool Kirsten why aren't you ready I thought we were gonna carpool to work cause we work together and Julie is an environmental queen Because she's like, did you see the latest studies about emissions from the EPA? What we're doing to the environment, we should carpool. Thanks, Julie.
1: Thanks, Julie. Thanks for caring.
0: I don't know if Julie cares about the environment or cares about fucking with Kirsten. (laughs) I think it's the latter.
1: Can't she care about both?
0: I love Julie in this episode. I fully across the board love Julie. She is (laughs) not my hero, but I also love her. In the scene that we're gonna discuss, that you yeah, were I know shrieking, I know
1: yeah. about yeah, literally shrieking. We'll get there eventually. Yep.
0: I do want to really briefly contextualize because you are committed to loving Oliver for the bit, <laughs> and I am. Um, I guess it's a little bit for the bit that i am committed to julie but she's a really well drawn villain for the series Mm -hmm. oliver is toxic Mm -hmm. to women Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. specifically one teen woman who is marissa (laughs) i i i i was going somewhere with that but I couldn't, I couldn't follow through, but you understand what I'm saying. I, I do. I Julie do. is, from someone who is a lot more versed in soap opera and reality television, Julie is just really well done. Yes. As a villain. Like, yes, she's a Karen. Yes. <laughs> like,
1: like a mega Karen.
0: She's a white lady, but because racial politics do not come into this series literally at all, we can just fo- focus on her as a lady who is scheming to get things from other white people
1: yeah i mean you know we've talked about all of her various motivations and yeah. i think they are the same across the board she uh-huh. wants comfort for herself and her children yep you know herself comes first <laughs> that's fine you know whatever um put the mask on yourself before you put it on the person next to you in an airplane crash yep. you know et etc cetera, etc cetera. um she wants to maintain her social standing in her social circles, mm-hmm.
0: um, which also, if we're going to talk about characterization on mm-hmm. this television show, those social circles don't sur- social circles don't exist <laughs> anymore. She's yeah. not interacting with anyone. <laughs> oh my god, Evan! What is Caleb the Oliver of the adult plot?
1: Oh, interesting interesting well is it interesting uh, i don't know I don't, I don't think you're i don't think it's 100 a one for one <laughs> okay i don't think so i don't Ah, but okay okay it's not a 100 one for one but what does this show love to do it loves to mirror adult world and kid world yes it loves to contrast and compare them
0: so if and that's what it's doing yep so also that's where This is where the truth is going to come in.
1: That is the name of this fucking episode.
0: In the upcoming scenes. Yep. Because Julie is going to learn the truth.
1: The truth about Caleb
0: and Marissa. Can she
1: handle the truth?
0: No. Well in in varying degrees of (laughs) capability is she able to handle the truth. Okay. So, uh, the next scene is Oliver and Marissa walking up the steps to their massive school. Ostensibly class. Yeah. Going to a class together. Or, like, I think it's a first thing in the morning shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So... Oliver is like, let's skip school and go to Los Angeles and we'll go to the Ivy for lunch and we'll go to blah, blah, blah.
1: Right. Yeah. We'll we'll hit up the this museum and we'll do the this and we'll do the that and the this.
0: Yes. Yeah. And we're just like, I can't. I have to go to therapy and have dinner with my mother. I hate my mother. And this is where, like, it's a boat of red flags that has wheels that is driving into the side of the school because oliver is like you don't need therapy you're doing great
1: it's oh yeah what does he say he's like from what the way you talk it seems like your mom is the one that needs therapy Uh
0: and this is how we're all talking yep yep and she's like, okay, I'll go to Los Angeles if you promise that I can get back by dinner time because of my stupid fucking mother. And he's like, oh, you mean it? But he also, this is the first instance where he does a thing that was referenced in the intro. If you don't really want to come with me, you can just say so.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, just tell me.
0: Just tell me, it's fine. Which is the most? I just I mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. Orcas, mm-hmm. Orcas, any... In- oh yeah,
1: Orcas throwing him back and forth, like that one terrible David Attenborough scene where they're playing with a baby seal until it uh-huh. dies. Yeah, I understand. Except for play step, take that baby seal, <laughs> put it with its mom. Give them both vanilla daiquiris and put uh, Oliver in its place. And let them throw him back and forth like a like a doll.
0: The audio of the bear movie.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. The Werner Herzog the bear Werner movie. The Werner Herzog bear. Wow, he's come up twice in this episode. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Werner Herzog, hit, hit us
0: up. <laughs> hit us up in the DMs for Herndon.
1: You can talk about the next episode with us. <laughs> I think that... The character development of one Ryan Atwood was very interesting. (laughs) In episode 19 of The O.C., the darkness of the human condition (laughs) is very readily apparent in Seth Cohen's dark eyes. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: it's not good, but that's the best Werner Herzog I've ever done in my entire life.
0: It's, you did a good job.
1: Was it okay? <laughs> How do I need to deepen it more? Do I need to make it higher?
0: No, I don't think we need
1: to. Uh, d- I mean, for future. Now, I'm not gonna do it again. Now, I meant like for you know, as I develop it going forward, so I can take it, so I can you know pull it out of my bag of tricks when it's actually you know necessary.
0: I think it's a, it's less about the depth of the voice and it's more about the elongating of the vowels. And so you're doing a really good job of that. Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay. Cool.
0: Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, no, 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 no. We skipped over a huge component of the uh working from home breakfast scene.
1: Explique. That's oh shit, scene. that's, right. That's, that's the- right. that's right, that's right, that's right, yeah. that's right, that's right. Oh fuck, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go for it, go for it
0: um ryan comes into the scene well
1: okay a uh, really quick sandy if you remember wants so before julie shows up sandy is like you've got to talk to your dad yeah and get julie to make your fucking office yeah because you cannot work from the home because i need to be able to eat and yeah. have coffee and she's like no i don't want to do that and he's like you've got to fucking do that and then julie comes in and she's like, why aren't you dressed? And Sandy's like, oh, she was just about to get dressed because, honey, remember, you've got to have that meeting with your dad about that thing. And his eyes are like, right?
0: And the eyebrows are eyebrowing. They're and- like, yeah Yep.
1: <laughs> They're blues from Blue's Clues. <laughs> um, and she's like, yeah, okay, fine, but I don't want to make Julie wait. And he's like, oh, you can make Julie wait? That's fine. She can just sit and have fucking breakfast while on the
0: veranda while you go and fucking shower. And Julie's is like, is there coffee? Is it flavored? Great.
1: Yeah. Is it flavored? And he's like, no, <laughs> of course
0: not. Because what kind of monster has flavored coffee? <laughs> what kind of,
1: what kind of assholes do you think we are? <laughs> yes. So then we cut to, she is sitting on the veranda, reading the newspaper and, and drinking her unflavored coffee.
0: And Ryan comes into the scene. Dun, dun, dun. And she does the flip the newspaper down and give him a good once over. (laughs) But like, okay. Julia would have been the most effective way if they had deployed her if they had deployed her earlier in the Oliver plot, the Oliver plot would not have existed up until this point. But they yeah. clearly wanted the Oliver plot to exist. But Julie is a formidable goddamn enemy. Yes, she
1: fucking is. We know that for a fact. Yeah. Um, uh, fucking um, with all the times she was weaponized against Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So in this scene Ryan is desperately trying to convince her to have Marissa. He's trying to convince
1: anyone yeah. to fucking listen to him.
0: That, but specifically in this scene Julie, he wants Julie to make Marissa stay away from Oliver. Yeah. And Julie is real snarky about it and she's like, "Do you mean the guy?" The interaction
1: is, is the interaction is great.
0: This is the one time where the cocaine plot is invoked, where the cocaine arrest is invoked. Yeah, so,
1: okay. Ryan's like, hey, I know. Oh, first she's like, how come you aren't at school? And he's like, suspended. And she's like, not surprised. She's like, typical. She's like, who did you punch?
0: (laughs) She's not wrong. She is not (laughs) She's not fucking wrong. Because the thing about Ryan, Ryan Punch. Ryan Punch,
1: yeah. He he stopped (laughs) punching for a a short period of time. Thank God he got back into punching. (laughs) So he's like I know you and I have not always seen eye to eye on what's best for Marissa but you really need to stop her from seeing this Oliver kid. And uh she has a great one-liner. It's
0: something like she says oh, the, the boy, boy that the lives in the pool house, house is, is gonna... telling
1: me to stop my daughter from seeing the boy that lives in the penthouse
0: which if we're going to go really really deep into this mm-hmm. This is how all of R. Kelly's victims ended up victims of R. Kelly.
1: Damn, that was not the direction I thought this was going. Explain.
0: There are so many parents who see their kids as dollar signs and or, no, just dollar signs. Mm -hmm. Like you see, you attach them to the wealthiest person or entity slash Disney Channel that you can think of, mm-hmm. and you don't care about the ramifications. I also did not think that I was going to go this deep, but it just popped into my head. Yeah. There's a class of parent who's just like, if you're wealthy, if you have the trappings mm-hmm. of whatever, mm-hmm. if you're famous.
1: See one Michael Jackson. Yeah. 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 And, but even more so, even more so than that, just looking at it, um using kind of the lens of julie cooper's lived experience mm-hmm. julie cooper comes from the kind of place that ryan comes from yeah, and, and wants to be in the kind of place that oliver comes
0: from and by hoker, by crook she is going to make her daughter get there yeah
1: exactly she wants it for herself and she wants it for her daughter yep They also, I love, they sort of play back and forth at each other, poking that neither of them have heard from Marissa in a while. Yeah. (laughs) So they're both kind of on the outs with Marissa, which they both have in common
0: now. It's just that one of them is her mother.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And one of her legal guardians. And her
0: legal guardian? Yeah. Also, where is her dad in this entire... Where the fuck
1: is her dad in this whole goddamn thing? Let's let's give the show the benefit of the doubt and say he's working on the restaurant maybe sure he sure
0: perfecting the meatloaf sure in Let- the test kitchen
1: <laughs> yes that's exactly what he's fucking doing
0: <laughs> oh, and my- that is more important than his daughter potentially being shot
1: hey we have not Chekhov's- Chekhov checkoff hasn't shown a single gun in many an episode this whenever was there's never, a gun in this episode
0: yeah, there's a gun but
1: it was never telegraphed no. it comes out of fucking nowhere nowhere anywhere was a gun there is no fucking duke in a glass onion with a gun in his speedo <laughs> there is nothing nothing at all it comes out of left of left field it's not even in the baseball diamond this fucking gun but anyway we'll we'll fucking get there
0: okay so going back to the confrontation
1: between ryan and julie
0: yeah but no we need to
1: put we need to put the bow on it we
0: need to put the pin on it he
1: says you know something like um you know you you need to you know um this is where he brings up the cocaine yeah he tells her all the things that he did um And it seems like she doesn't believe him, but her actions go counter to that.
0: Correct. She kind of nags Ryan and nags out of the scene, but we learn later that she takes it seriously. And now going back to uh, Oliver trying to get Marissa to skip school, she uh, is understandably... Because teenagers are stupid, (laughs) manipulated by Oliver saying, oh, it's okay. If you don't want to go with me, we'll go another time. She's like, no, no, we can go. Just make sure that I get back in time for dinner with my mom. Mm -hmm. And so you see the two of them turning around and walking down the staircase that they had come up. And then you see Luke and Seth somehow paired together. It's like when you pair a capybara with a, uh, what's an animal that's stupid, <laughs> salamander? <laughs> it's unlikely animal friends. So they're hanging out. Who is the capybara in this scenario? Luke is the capybara.
1: Luke is a, no. We love Luke. But Luke is a punchy other person. Capys do not punch. Luke is more like a golden retriever because a golden retriever will bite someone in defense of its owner. A capybara is just gonna sit and enjoy a nice warm pool. And okay. Have a bird land on its head.
0: All right. <laughs> so golden retriever, a golden and- retriever
1: and a crow. Yes. Unlike really bird friend. No, nope.
0: You. Nope. I love crows and I hate Seth.
1: Um, a shitty crow.
0: No. <laughs> What else do you hate? A pill bug? A pill bug. They're so cute. Oh my God. A mosquito. They're little roly poly guys. A mosquito. A mosquito. A mosquito. Okay. Yes. So. Uh, a
1: golden retriever and a mosquito. A boy mosquito. A boy mosquito. It won't, because it won't bite you, but also it's like, why are you here? <laughs> you know? A boy mosquito that's being an asshole to its girlfriend. You know? <laughs> It drinks flower nectar, but you're like, "Eh, you're barely a pollinator, (laughs) you know? Like, you don't have specialized pouches on your legs to pollinate beautiful flowers. You just kind of exist. You exist to impregnate female mosquitoes who bite me and... Spread malaria, one of those deadly uh, pathogens in the world that yes. kills millions of people a year. Perfect. We'll go with it. Sweet. This is okay. the best metaphor we've ever come up with on this show. It's
0: really good.
2: <laughs> so they're
0: discussing whether either of them have met Natalie or confirmed that she is real. Yes. And Seth is like, obviously she's real, but I've never met her.
1: Yeah, right. Seth's like, so we're pretend. So we're, what does he say? He's like, so now we're a conspiracy hearing that he made up a person? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's exactly what we're doing. And
1: Luke's like, well, I know some people at Pool Bay side at Pool Pacific. Docks. Thank you. <laughs> at Pool Docks High School. Pool. It's under the pool docks. It's under the docks in a pool. It's the only it's only the it's the only submerged high school in the United States.
0: It's all manatees.
1: <laughs> Manatee High, Class of 94, what, what?
0: <laughs> go Seacows! Seth continues to be dressed like a Boy Scout troop leader in this scene. And Luke is like, yeah, I know people at Pacific. I've
1: got buddies there from Water Polo or whatever. Yep,
0: I'm just going to go pop over there and see what is with the Hoosies. See the Hapsises. See the Hapsises. Talk to the Hapsburgs. Yep. Um. So then we jump to... Kirsten and Caleb are talking about Julie. It's great. Kirsten comes into Caleb's office, which is somehow miraculously put back together. Yeah. And says, do you have a minute? And Caleb says something like, just one minute. And Kirsten says, it's about Julie. And he says, shut the door.
1: <laughs> She's driving me insane, Kiki. You've got to do something about her.
0: Do we think this is the alphaist of alpha behavior? I don't know.
1: He's basically like haggard. No, she's like haggard. You have let your doom in by the front door. <laughs> that's a unit. That's a last unicorn reference. Okay. Um, anyway, um,
0: ones of listeners will <laughs> pick up on that reference.
1: <laughs> Who is that one of listener? Uh, co- comment on our soon to be dead Twitter. <laughs> Orange, you won. You know what the fuck it is if you listen to this stupid show. <laughs> Just look up Orange, you glad I watched the OC or we watched the OC. Anyway, did you say Alpha? No, this is not the Alphaist. This is, okay, because what he does, listener, is she's like, what do you mean, take care of her, fire her? And he's like, his face, she's like, break up with her? You want me, your daughter, to break up with your girlfriend. It is, what does he say? He's like, I knew you could do it, Kiki.
0: It is my contention that this is the alpha is possible behavior. Do I agree with it? No. But if you have the power and countenance to force your daughter to break up with your girlfriend, mm-hmm. you run the world, parentheses, girls. And <laughs> <Yeah>. parentheses.
1: <laughs> wow. I... Uh... I don't know, Um, I'm on Julie's side. I think it's an act of incredible cowardice.
0: I agree with Julie, but I am also saying.
1: I thought for sure that Caleb would have a bigger dick energy and the fucking nutsack necessary to break up with somebody, especially somebody that he's spent at least a few episodes with now, you know? Uh Uh-huh. And that he hired onto his fucking firm. This is messy. It is so messy. Yeah. And it makes me lose a little bit of my boner for Daddy Caleb, honestly. Like, I would... I, you know, I don't spread my legs for anyone who can't do their own dirty work. You know? That's just the fact of the matter.
0: I'm very into people forcing other people to do things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very into disautonomy. (laughs) Okay, the notes... So that happens. Yeah, sure does. The notes... The only notes that I took about the next scene were pool house colon seth and ryan ryan is silking that's it <sighs> Seth is like hey do you want to come and watch cartoons and read comics oh that's right yeah because yeah,
1: this is the seth is being a fucking asshole again subplot because uh-huh. the okay um it's been established now a few times that seth is introducing summer to comic books but he is only introducing her to comic books in the company of anna He is third wheeling his own girlfriend to spend more time with Summer.
0: Hence the earlier scene of um, changing his mind about wanting to check on Ryan and saying, I will take both of the girlies to the comic book store. Yes, 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 yes. There was also a very heavy handed notation in that previous scene where Summer was like, I don't know. I've always considered myself a Veronica. Veronica. Mm-hmm. In the Archies, yeah. And what is Anna blonde? Uh, what is Summer dark brunette. hair? Yeah, 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 yeah. What is Veronica calculating? What is Betty super sweet and sunny?
1: What uh? What does Seth wear every day? A tiny crown, <laughs> a tiny weird little crown. <laughs> is Jughead canonically Jewish? I don't know. Where's my phone? I haven't, oh. I haven't Googled anything this episode. <laughs> is Jughead canonically Jewish?
2: Here are some results.
1: Uh, Archie Comics uh, girlfriend Betty Jughead Jones. Uh, last name's Jones, so probably not. <laughs> you want to know what? The, <laughs> do you want to know what the next most common is? Jughead. A uh, canonical question. What is it? Is Jughead canonically asexual? Mm. Interesting. Mm. Um,
0: I feel like we would have, have to have a lot more understanding of Riverdale to understand why people are asking that question. Uh, anyway, okay. back
1: to... There's a whole article that's like, I'm sorry people don't know Paul Rudd is Jewish. That's weird. I don't know what that has to do with Jughead. Is Paul Rudd Jughead's dad?
0: Yes. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> Yeah, sure i mean yeah whatever
0: okay so seth and summer and anna are sitting on the couch in the living room summer is sitting on the floor with seth hmm seth is handing her watchman yep and
1: uh, uh, dark Knight, dark Knight returns watchman and sandman sandman yes of like the thickest of, comics.
0: All of the things that boys like.
1: And Anna's like, uh, Anna, who does like comics, unlike Summer, uh, is like, Seth, don't you think we should um, start her on something a little less grim and gritty? Like Archie's.
0: Yes. Yeah. And Seth's like, I don't know, I don't care. And S- Sandy, Sandy comes has in. a very good line in this scene. And he's like, why make things grittier than they need to be? We live in Newport, or something like no, that. No, he's
1: uh, no, he's like life. Life is gritty enough as it is. That's right. People read comics to have fun. Yes, I I agree with you, Anna. You're okay by me. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah, Seth is like, <laughs> Anna, what do you mean, uh, grim and gritty? We live in freaking Newport.
0: Which is really, Seth is why. Axe bars and panic rooms exist. Seth
1: is being an utter putz in this episode.
0: But he is why axe bars and panic rooms exist, because white men do not feel that they have been put in enough danger.
1: (laughs) I suppose. Yep. Wait, you think axe bars are because people want a sense of danger? Yeah. I think it's because people like throwing axes. When I used to work at the ice... The ice place. Uh, I used to be. I used to be an ice delivery man on the Summerfest grounds. Um, I, because a lot of my job was opening i opening up ice bags quickly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then, like for some reason, there were precious few box cutters. I don't know why, but I never got a box cutter. <laughs> So I brought an axe, I brought an axe to work because my dad had spare axes and I had um, carpenter pants. And so I kept my axe and my carpenter pant loop. Remember when carpenter pants were really big? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so I had big carpenter pants. It's
0: because Jesus was a carpenter.
1: That's why, Yeah. yep. So I had carpenter pants and I kept my axe and my carpenter pant loop. And sometimes on my lunch break I would go into the truck where there were all the big pallets filled with bags of ice and I would just whip them I would just axe throw just throwing them into the bags of ice. I got really good at it. I'm still a pretty decent axe thrower to this day actually.
0: Well then I'm never taking you axe throwing cuz you already kicked my ass at bowling.
1: Um but again, you know, in your defense, I did take a bowling class in college.
0: You took a bowling class.
1: So I I had the opportunity to take bowling 102. I did so well in bowling 101. But <laughs> I did not take bowling 102. I I was like, you could the go- world take me at that much at that at that power level, could you, the world stand it? You didn't major in bowling? That'd be funny as hell though, wouldn't it? That would be. Having a bowling major. I'll tell you, it would serve me about as good as my current fucking major is in the goddamn career that I have. Womp womp.
0: Okay. So. The notes that I have in this scene is, I'm so tired.
1: <laughs> um, well, yeah, Sandy is recog- This is the first scene of many scenes where Sandy is starting to recognize that Seth is being a putz, especially towards Anna.
0: And solely. Anna looks miserable
1: and uh, bored, bored to tears.
0: I wouldn't say bored to tears. I would say just strictly miserable. Yeah. Because she is realizing how little she means to the person who is, has declared himself, has chosen her. Mm -hmm. Has chosen Mm -hmm. her. Yep. Has chosen her. her. Yes. Yes. Anyway, there's another interesting little distinction in this scene is uh, Summer calls Sandy Sandy and Anna calls him Mr. Cohen. Oh. I don't really know what... I'm, I didn't pick up on that. I don't know what I'm supposed to make of that. What other- does it
1: mean? Yeah. <sighs> Is this where Anna follows him into the kitchen or does yes. that happen later? Yeah,
0: no. She follows him into the kitchen and says, Mr. Cohen, did you ever like comic books when you were growing up? And he was like, yeah, I loved them. blah. blah, blah. And she asks for, essentially for advice on this teenage doomed relationship. Yep. And is like, what do you think is, oh, she says, do you and Mrs. Cohen have anything in common? And he goes, we love Seth. (laughs) And if you're going to get really philosophical about it, like. What is it trying to say?
1: What is it? Well, okay. The thing it's obviously trying to say is, um, great love affairs don't happen between people that are too similar, which seems like bullshit. Yeah. But anecdotally, purely anecdotally, you and I are, I'm going to toot our own horn. We're pretty great together, you know, and we've built like a really cool life together. And we don't have a ton of things in common, like, interest-wise. What
0: are you talking about? We both love ska and leftism.
1: <laughs> you do not like ska! And that's no, okay. Don't. Because your sister likes ska. I don't. So I can text her about ska every now and then. I don't
0: dislike ska. I just don't go out on my way to listen to it.
1: But, like, you know, you and I, obviously, we connect on the things that are most important. Right. You know? And we, we like enough of the same things that, you know, we, we love spending time together. But when it comes to, like, what, like, hobbies, you know, we don't share a ton in common. Um, looking at my parents that are still married to this day, like, they, I wouldn't necessarily say they have really very much you know quote unquote in common in the way that this show is talking about things you have in common very sort of surface level you know Mm -hmm. i like comics i like reading i like candy striping (laughs) for hospitals i don't know
0: (laughs) but also how much is that supposed to matter when you were literally 16.
1: yeah for sure
0: but yeah actually 23 or 24 while you're filming it but literally 16. <laughs> but yeah
1: supposed to be 16 in the show
0: so the point is of this scene um anna asks sandy what he thinks the key to a relationship is and he says i think it's patience he
1: says when it comes to cohen men it's, i think it's patience yeah
0: because um kirsten is kind of weaving her way in and out of the scene and saying hey can you help me with the groceries no but hey can you help me with the groceries now
1: yeah no but for real though did you help me
0: with the groceries sandy yes and then anna ends up taking yeah, the fucking seth, groceries
1: because seth comes in and what does he say um oh he's like is it okay if summer joins us for dinner yes And Anna's like, Uh, I'll go help with the groceries. (laughs) And
0: that is when Sandy beats his child about the head with a rolled up comic book. It's great. It's fantastic. Sandy's like, everyone's fucking crazy in this house. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing with this young lady? Mm -hmm. This young lady is fantastic. Stop leading her on. Yeah. And Seth is like. (whistles) (laughs) (laughs) Because Seth is Seth.
1: He's just God. Yeah, We really go back and forth on one Seth Cohen. Uh-huh. There were many episodes where we were like, God damn it, I'm starting to come around on him. And now he's squandering a lot of the goodwill that his character engendered over the last few episodes. Which
0: is a theme with the various characters across the board. They build up some goodwill and then they deplete it.
1: Yeah, then they just, just spray it out. Just You know, like... The f- f- faucet? I don't know. It's like
0: when Link is trying to climb a tree in the rain. God,
1: you're right. Yeah, he climbs up and he slides down. He yep. climbs up and he slides down. Can't do it. That's another Breath of the Wild reference. Can't do it in yes, the Yes, we are late to the game. We <laughs> realize that. We just started playing it. Look, we're hardcore gamers.
0: We're hardcore. That'll um, be our
1: next podcast. It'll be all about our hardcore gaming.
0: So luke comes by to see ryan ryan has declined to join the family for dinner in favor of sulking in the pool house the one good line that seth has is he's in the fortress of solitude yep but then he ruins it immediately by saying that's a superman reference we know someone's like Yeah, so we like, know like, it's, we it's know a it's superman, superman reference and we know it's a cavalier and cray reference shut the fuck up yeah
1: really seth. shut up dude yeah
0: So um, Luke comes to the pool house and is like, hey, did you know that Natalie is not real?
1: Yeah. So Luke has done his due diligence. He went to poolside and he said Pacific and he said, yeah, he found out Natalie Bishop. Natalie Bishop doesn't exist. Yep. So something is going on.
0: Something is amiss. So instead of Ryan going to dinner with the fam, he goes over to the julie cooper homestead
1: because he does know that Marissa's supposed to be going there
0: and is skulking around on the front porch door thing entrance and marissa's like what are you doing here why are you here and he's like natalie doesn't exist and she's like why won't you let this go and she freaks out yep and immediately and her mom comes out and ineffectually tries to discipline her.
1: Well, what Marissa also says, so you've got my mom. She's like, you went to my mom because she called the hotel asking for Oliver's parents. So now you've got my mom looking up on him. What is wrong with you? Why will you let this go? And he's like, Natalie doesn't exist. And then um, Julie comes out and is like, Ryan, leave Marissa. Come inside. And Marissa's like,
0: fuck you guys. I'm going to the hotel. And she goes to the hotel. And she drives away. And this is what I mean when I say that they could have deployed Julie Cooper much, much sooner in this Oliver plotline. Mm-hmm. Julie, no one, ha- no other parental figure has deigned to ask, "Hey, where are Oliver's right parents? Where
1: the fuck are this guy's parents? Yeah. They, like so many people, seem to not exist." Yes, I still hold that he killed them.
0: That'll be in the reboot also. We'll see. Josh Schwartz, call us. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, So we're back at the penthouse and...
1: She's knocking on the door furiously. She being Marissa. Yep.
0: And she's like, can I stay the night? And the viewer is like, Jesus Christ, Marissa. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: The viewer is like, wow. Yep. How? (sighs) Yep. Just the number of times this minor sleeps over at this boy's penthouse with no guardians or chaperones of any flavor.
0: But again, I think that goes to like, if we're talking from Julia's perspective, from letting her daughter do this, if she even knows that is happening, mm-hmm. which we don't know mm-hmm. that she knows.
1: And Jimmy is conveniently absent, so.
0: J- Jimmy is, Jimmy is... Team building in the desert. (laughs) I don't know. Trust fall exercises. Jimmy's at Joshua Tree. (laughs) He's at. Doing Ayakusa. He's at Red Rock.
1: Yes. Watching Dave uh, Matthews' band. (laughs)
0: Uh, So. Mm -hmm. But if Julie knew about it, I think that the power of money. Would have compelled Julie over anything else until she learned about the cocaine plotline.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: So anyway, anyway, that's established. So there is a commercial break. We come back. We're still at the penthouse, and this is where all of, it, maybe Marissa is starting to be a little worried or creeped out because all she's like, "I wish I could go to Paris," and Oliver's like, "We could go right now. My parents have a penthouse in the Paris." And she's like, your
1: parents have penthouses in every hotel for you? And he's like, yeah, they've got penthouses for me in literally every single hotel that they own.
0: Yep. And this is the second deployment of, well, if you don't want to go, you can just tell me. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, I want to, I really want to. I just can't mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And Oliver gets this weird, creepy look on his face and he goes, it's okay, it's cold in Paris now. We'll go in the spring. Yep yeah the viewer and maybe 10 percent marissa are like what the fuck dude right ah so we're back in kirsten's office and this is the breakup scene
1: uh yes okay so um kirsten walks in and she sees julie uh is there and the, the place looks really nice and kirsten's like oh julie um and Julie's like, no, you're not supposed to see it yet. And Kirsten's like, have you been here this whole time? And she's like, well, I was supposed to have Marissa this weekend. But that fell through for reasons I don't feel like I need to explain. So I figured, well, I might as well get some work done. So I'm going to finish with your office. And Kirsten's like, oh, it looks really nice. And she's being a little squirrely. And, and
0: to Julie's credit, it does look nice.
1: It does look nice. It doesn't look terrible. There's no f- frog fountains anywhere. Nope.
0: There's like a table and like a chair. It's great. It's all you could want in an office. And it's all you. There's could There's a want.
1: plant. What did she say? She said that the furniture is very Danish, or something like, something that, like the, that. When she said she was gonna do the, the, the thing,
0: it's all from IKEA.
1: It's literally all from IKEA. But IKEA is Swedish. Whatever. Who cares? No one gives a shit.
0: IKEA is Swedish and Danish. Fuck Ikea you. IKEA is all things doll. <laughs>
1: <gasps> no, I didn't mean you. I meant fuck IKEA. Oh. Yeah. No
0: okay i would never say that why why fuck ikea what we'll have a patreon episode about why fuck ikea keep
2: going
1: (laughs) so um kirsten is obviously a little squirrely and julie's like what's going on and kirsten's like do
0: you want to sit down maybe
1: yeah and julie's like sit down what the fuck What the fuck's going on?
0: And she doesn't sit down.
1: Mm -mm. No, Julie Cooper does not sit down. No. When there is about to be a confrontation.
0: If someone tells Julie Cooper to sit down, she does not sit down. She
1: does not sit down. Hell no. Hell no.
0: So. uh,
1: It's really great because Kirsten doesn't say anything. Kirsten is just kind of looking at her.
0: And, and she, Julie into it She's like he's, Everything He's breaking up with me Isn't he <laughs> Kirsten doesn't say anything It's so great It's really great And then Caleb Comes into the scene And he's like Kiki I saw your car And then he sees Julie And this is when Julie gets off One of the Um Most true lines Of the episode She says I deserve better Pregnant Pregnant pause from both of you yep and she does
1: and she says i quit she quits yep and she absolutely does now like your listeners will know that we go back and forth on julie cooper yep um she is definitely a powerful person who advocates for herself Mm -hmm. and what she believes in and what she thinks is right with the world and how the system ought to function Mm -hmm. you know and, and whose dicks should
0: be in her blueberry muffin?
1: Yes, correct. Uh, not Sandy Cohen's, but definitely Caleb Nichols. Definitely Caleb Though Nichols. Oh, not anymore. No. And she's got a dickless muffin now. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> she wants it that way. You know? So, her motivations aside and her methodology aside, <laughs> Julie Cooper is not one to lay down and take it. Julie Cooper, well...
0: I, I would say she's a power bottom. Yeah. <laughs>
1: she lays down
0: and takes it when she feels like it. Under
1: her terms. Under her terms. On, on her terms, under her conditions. Yeah. etc. etc. et cetera. Yeah, and she does deserve better. And also, also, a little bit shame on you, Kiki. You could have just said, no, Dad. I'm not doing that. I'm yeah. not your fucking slave.
0: Especially... Yeah. Again, uh, we're yeah. going to talk about character inconsistency again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, d- d- she's back in the pocket, Kirsten mm-hmm. is, of mm-hmm. Caleb. Mm-hmm. Just
1: f- Yep, she's fully in the pocket of Big Nickel.
0: After all of the, I'm going to say growth because I am fully into never speaking to your father again. Oh, for sure. Uh, this is, she, but all of a sudden, like everything's great. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's the architect. Question mark. Yep. Whatever. Yep. yep. So that happens. um We are back at the house. No. Yes. We're back to the house. This is when.
1: Big sigh.
0: Seth is showing. An episode of Batman. Batman the Animated Animated Series! series. Yes! And it seems to be the same static shot from Batman the Animated Series. It's the opening
1: sequence played over and over again. The actual episode does not play. Even though characters are referencing scenes from a real episode, you do not ever see it on the television. You see the opening sequence playing again and again.
0: So, did they not get the rights to it? Did they run out of the budget? I
1: don't know. Would it have been
0: too distracting?
1: I'm putting myself in in the shoes of production. Right? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, for continuity reasons, maybe they couldn't Because if you're trying to, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Could they not get the rights? They got the rights to the opening sequence. Uh Uh-huh. Is that diff? Yeah. No. Okay. As I think about it, that would be different. Okay. Because if you got the rights to an episode, then, uh, ah, if you play an episode, then you owe rights to the uh the who came up with the story for that episode who are the writers for that episode who are the editors for that episode who's the director for that episode but if you're just doing the opening credits then you pay for that and you don't have to pay there's no writing in it there's no voices in it it's just music and video
0: okay but here's a question yeah the reason that girl talk got away with girl talks entire career was because up to one minute of a song is called fair use. Mm -hmm. Why isn't that the same for television? Uh,
1: Because it's, it's a different thing. The, I just learned this, the copyright for audio has actually operates very differently than copyright for a lot of other things, Hmm. uh, which is interesting. Um, Apparently it's changing Um, With legislation that happened in like 2018 or something like that about when things enter the public domain. Anyway, I guarantee, yeah, like broadcast television stuff, the copyright and the fair use and the um, things like that is probably significantly different from um, other, other types of recording.
0: Is that why we're getting a horror Winnie the Pooh?
1: Probably. I don't know. Who can
0: tell? We will not be watching. Oh,
1: fuck no. We will not be watching. I do wonder if Too Scary Didn't Watch will we'll do an episode on it. They'll probably have to.
0: Too Scary Didn't Watch Come on the Pod.
1: <laughs> 2 um, OC Didn't Watch.
0: No. Uh, the... Yes, that would be their (laughs) spinoff. I just got there. Sorry about that.
1: You're looking at your notes. It's fine. I'm
0: looking at my notes. Okay, here are the notes that I have for the two following scenes. Back to house. Sandy talking to Anna, Summer, and Seth. And Seth is acting like Anna doesn't exist.
1: Yep, that's right. Okay, yeah, they're watching the animated series. Yes. At some point, does Sandy say, Seth, can I talk to you? Yes, okay. Because uh, Seth and Summer are... Obviously flirting. Yeah.
0: They are flaherting. Cause uh Summer makes a comment about Batgirl wearing Doc Martens in a <clears throat> short skirt and she's like, I understand why you like comics, Cohen. You pervert. You pervert, and he like touches her in the arm. Yeah,
1: he's like pinching her arm and she's like,
2: <laughs> You
0: dirty old man. <laughs>
1: And Anna's like, Jesus Christ, yep. fucking
0: shoot me already. Yeah. Put me out of my goddamn misery. So Sandy takes him out to the back to shoot him <laughs> Yeah,
1: Sandy's like, Seth, can I talk with you in the kitchen? Uh, and it's great because Sandy's just gotten out of the shower, so his hair is wet. Um, and he's
0: wearing a Berkeley sweatshirt.
1: Yeah. Yeah and uh he's you like you can what berkeley
0: the- my sweatshirt anytime peter he gallagher
1: my, he berkeley on my sweatshirt until i eyebrows in his hair i don't know i it doesn't work it's imperfect it needs it needs workshopping. it's very bad <laughs> it's great sandy dads again he dads this again is dadding number how many times has he dadded now in this episode dadding 4
0: infinity symbol plus one he just dads so much yeah
1: he leaves it all on the on the field he yeah. doesn't hold back any dadding in this episode
0: and seth is an entire shit yes throughout this whole I was not flirting
1: yeah because sandy's like What is wrong with you? You are flirting with another girl in front of your girlfriend. And how do you think that makes her feel? Yeah. Yeah. Sandy's the only one thinking about actually taking into consideration Anna's feelings here.
0: And like Seth, if we're going to really go deep into Seth's character. Do it. He...
1: Dive into that torso.
0: I will dive into the torso. (laughs) Up until he met Ryan he really didn't have a lot of peers who Mm -hmm. were his friends. For sure, So there is a certain amount of, I am a sassy adult in a (laughs) long-torsoed teen body, and I I can sass back to the adults inherent in his character. But also, this just makes me more mad about him not believing... Ryan and how convenient to the plot that fucking was mm-hmm. because if I had one friend and one oh, friend only, right? you know yeah, I would take them a little more seriously.
1: Yeah. I would do very little to jeopardize that friendship
0: especially if I truly cared yeah. about that friend which they truly regardless of what the machinations of the plot mm-hmm. puts them through mm-hmm. they're supposed to care about each other a great deal. Yep. At this point So anyway Anyway Seth is being sassy To a degree That I would have been Probably grounded for (laughs) Or slapped lightly Across the face Yeah For Yeah He's like And he 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 Fourth walls He Writer voices He's something He's like Dad do you think This is about Me listening to you Or do you think This is about Ryan listening to you And like Shut up
1: Yeah Shut up Seth Shut up Shut up, Seth. Fuck up. Shut up, Wesley. Um, yeah, right? And Sandy's like, no, this is about me and you and, you know, you having character or something like that. Yeah. Because uh, I'm your dad and I'm supposed to make sure that, yeah, you're a, a, whatever, that you're not a shitbag. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Seth is like, well, just in case this is a little about Ryan, um, I think he'll come to you when he's ready. We hate Seth. And then he leaves. And he apparently disinvites Summer from having dinner. Dinner, But yeah. we, we don't see that on camera. Right. But a different scene happens after this scene.
0: Would you it's like to know? a different scene. Would you like to know all of my notes that I took for this scene?
1: Yes, please do.
0: Luke and Julie caps lock. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all of your
1: notes? Yes okay listener we're gonna break it down for you
0: Luke has been tasked to buy Marissa over the phone because they communicate at some point yeah. earlier in the plot because Marissa's don't...
1: gonna be staying at the hotel for a little while for
0: infinity because which... that's
1: apparently a thing that her parents and guardians don't care if she does
0: yep so Luke has gone to the house to get some of her clothes to take to the penthouse so she can stay and whatever Although if we were going to be, again, fully consistent with Oliver's character, Oliver would have just been like, no, we'll buy you new clothes. Right, yeah, he'd be like,
1: don't worry, we'll just, we'll go to the Getty and buy you clothes
0: from there. You can wear the bathrobe that comes with the hotel and nothing else.
1: Why, why do you need to wear clothes at all? Aren't we friends? Aren't
0: we friends? We're really good friends.
1: Cut to, um, uh, what's the song by Prince? If-
0: was your girlfriend would you let me dress you well would you let me pick out your clothes prince would never have authorized his music for this television show oh
1: god or this podcast shit do i probably need to fucking blur that out
0: that's fine
1: (laughs) it was less than 30 seconds and i don't do a good prince impression you do
0: an incredible prince impression but anyway luke and julie oh no
1: yeah okay so luke is at the house And Julie is a fucking mess.
0: Except. She is wearing a matching velour tracksuit. We assume it is a tracksuit of mourning.
1: Yeah. (laughs) She's mourning the loss of Caleb Nichol and her new job. Yep. But now, listener, it is, when you hear the word tracksuit, I do not want you misunderstanding what this tracksuit actually is. It is a skin-tight, black, velour jumpsuit with highly and by which i mean lowly lowly low rise pants
0: and a midriff sweatshirt velour top
1: yes so we have significant it is a midriff of morning
0: her midriff is sad okay
1: <laughs> it is the saddest midriff
0: the midriff needs to be Allowed to feel its feelings.
1: Famously, when I'm very sad, I can have nothing covering the middle of my torso. Yeah, this is well known.
0: Just titty tops all the way down. Yeah, my
1: therapist was like, very first and foremost, low rise pants, <laughs> titty tops,
0: <laughs> under boob,
1: under boob. Um, I think it's I think it's actually dialectic behavioral therapy talks about um how healing under boob can be. Yeah. So. File that one away, everybody. Yeah. File that one away. Um, so yeah, she's in these tiny low-rise pants and, and this crop top.
0: To really condense this scene, because again we and have she's been crying
1: to- too. Yeah, let's note that.
0: Well, she's crying. Uh- attractively
1: <laughs> yes she's not ugly crying which
0: means that someone put like some eye drops in her eyes and they're vaguely listening yeah, a she's, da- like, yeah
1: she's dabbing at the corners of her eyes yeah in this tracksuit and
0: she decides to confess to luke that she lost her job and her boyfriend yep. and luke is like i don't know how if it would be very helpful but you could talk to me and they come extremely close to kissing And I
1: am shrieking. And you
0: are shrieking.
1: I am shrieking. What am I? I'm just screaming, no, 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 Uh no. Yeah. And they are, oh, this pregnant pause between the two of them. And the face acting is great.
0: It is kiss acting. Yes. It is. We are in the throes of the verge of our first kiss.
1: Can I tell you what my, this is what I got from their face acting. And I'm really actually sort of curious if this is also what you got or if this is, so I want to know if this is what you got from their face and body acting, or if this is me reading into it. And if you have a different interpretation. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I got was Julie's posture and her face, because Luke is taller than she is. Yeah. Uh, her face was saying, oh, Luke, you're really becoming a young man. Uh, and you're very close to me right now. And his face was saying, and his face and body very seriously were saying, Mrs. God Cooper. bless you,
0: please, Mrs. <laughs> Cooper.
1: <laughs>
0: Jesus loves you
1: more than my dick. Um, <laughs> sick,
0: sick, sick. No,
1: his face and body language were saying, "Oh, Mrs. Cooper, you are a woman, uh-huh, and I am a man now."
0: <laughs> Famously, he went through his bar mitf- mitzvah. Yes, in the last episode. Yes. Uh, um. Be- the the yes yes that is what you are supposed to think mm-hmm. because uh, this. Show what does a show love doing more than making its ex- characters wildly inconsistent? <laughs> it loves to fetishize teenage boys.
1: It sure does. <laughs> yes, it really does.
0: And granted, those with short-term memory issues may not have remembered this because it was fully in 2022 at some point when the plot with uh C- C- D- K K to Caleb's first girlfriend morticia um, <laughs> what was her fucking name vanessa louisiana <laughs> that person
1: louisiana purchase louisiana purchase purchase her name
0: was bikiniing about in yep. front of seth and ryan yep so yep and smooching
1: upon a uh, shirtless Ryan Atwood. Correct. In the boothouse? In the
0: house? In the, boat house. In the, bo- in the house. Yes. Booth <laughs> in the <board> house. <laughs> okay. So now we're back to the hotel. And this is when... Thankfully, they do not kiss.
1: They do not She's kiss. like, I should go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, I guess I should go get these things to Marissa. Yeah. And then they, they hold on Julie's face Uh and she does like a like she's gonna definitely rub one out after that because she was like peaked she was ready she was the body was ready
0: you have made hay out of caleb's old dick previously yep Yep. so if anything you should be supportive of julie oh i would like okay
1: in a different world of this timeline i would be completely fine with her getting dicked down by some someone who was of an age that could consent to that kind of thing is luke 18 also, 18's a highly arbitrary number, and I still don't think that 18-year-olds can consent to that kind of thing, because I'm very
0: old. We're going to assume that he is 18, and that's going to be like, oh, God, I'm going to spoil something for you. This comes back. This comes back. I would back. assume it was. Yep. No,
1: I absolutely would assume it would.
0: It's, it's...
1: Have... I knew they weren't going to set this up without doing something with it later. No, I knew that. at I knew that.
0: But also, your daughter's... Ex, boyfriend. Yeah. Your daughter's. Yeah. Ex. I'll tell you,
1: they didn't not set this up in earlier episodes. Doesn't she comment on how handsome he is at the cotillion episode or something like that? Julia's. Hor- oh shit! Doesn't she fucking essentially like? Oh. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you.
0: Julia's horny for everybody. Yes. And flirty with everybody. So yes. Some of that can be construed as just being generally flirty.
1: But also, um, Luke is very cute. Yes. I'm glad that he's got the haircut that he has right now, because in the in the opening credit sequence where he and Ryan get in the fight on the beach, uh-huh. his haircut is bad. He's yeah. a bad haircut. Yeah, whatever he's got going on with his hair right now, it 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 makes it works with his face a lot better.
0: It's working for him.
1: Yeah, sort of. It's floppier. It's a little less military.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this is when the action starts to pop off.
1: Yes, it does. Uh-huh. Here we go. So
0: we go to the scene is the penthouse yep and uh marissa goes to the lobby to see if luke has dropped off the bag of her clothing Mm -hmm. yet which is seem they could have gotten a different excuse for her to go to the lobby that seems weird wouldn't luke have called her but anyway anyway she's in the lobby and the concierge answers the phone and says the fancy hotel this is natalie yeah and finally finally marissa's spidey sense of doom starts to <laughs> tingle a little bit her
1: idiocy slides a little bit
0: yeah her iq goes up like half a point <laughs> <laughs> iq is a racist system and nobody should pay attention to it anyway true um she's like I can't help but overhear that your name is Natalie. Is your last name Bishop? Because that would be weird. Do you know Oliver? Because Oliver dated a Natalie Bishop. She doesn't say exactly all of that. But yeah. essentially that. And she, The concierge is like, yeah, I'm Natalie Bishop. And I've known Oliver since he was a little boy. When I used to babysit him. Mm-hmm. And Marissa proceeds to complete the most idiotic acts of
1: idiocy.
0: (laughs) So she has just
1: learned that this person with whom she is staying now has been lying to her and everyone.
0: Which two full people now have tried to convey to her. Yes,
1: because Luke calls at one point and says, Natalie Bishop doesn't exist. Yes. And she's like, not now, not you, Luke, now too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And she has fully firsthand witnessed Oliver freaking out and hitting himself mm-hmm. in her presence mm-hmm. because of something directly that she said to him. Mm-hmm. And fully, she has seen him get busted for attempting to purchase cocaine. Mm-hmm. And fully, everyone around her is saying, This dude is in love with you, you stupid bitch. And she's like, We're just friends. Yeah. We're just friends. Yeah. So instead of taking her leave and getting on a bus, or calling a taxi, mm-hmm. or calling Ryan,
1: yeah, or goddamn anything at all, calling
0: literally anyone that at isn't
1: all. going back upstairs, calling
0: Jimmy in the desert,
1: yeah, where the fuck is her dad? Where is her dad? She has a goddamn phone. You know who else has the phone? The concierge. Uh huh. She could have been like, "Hey, can I make a quick phone call?" Yep.
0: Instead, this bitch trots her Long legged ass up back to the penthouse. Her goddamn
1: doe like figure.
0: Doe like her. She bambies her way and <laughs> back into the fucking penthouse and is like, Hey Oliver! Let me just climb back into these lions' jaws. Hey Oliver, let me just ask you a question. Who the fuck is Natalie Bishop? Because I don't think you dated her. Yeah, she's like, like, Hey, isn't it funny that
1: the concierge downstairs' name is also Natalie Bishop? <laughs> isn't that weird? <laughs> But that's also exactly your ex-girlfriend's name? Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and Oliver has another episode.
1: And he's like, I know exactly I, I, uh, uh, He's like, I can explain. Is that when he goes and gets the. No, he no. hits himself. He That's right. He hits himself in the head. He's like, yep. I'm so stupid, stupid, stupid. I do this all the time.
0: I'm stupid. Ah! And it's just and like, don't worry. It's okay. She tries to soothe him. She mm-hmm. tries to whatever. Instead mm-hmm. of, again, again, instead of leaving, yep. getting an adult, yep. getting fucking anyone, anyone, sicking a dog on him. Right? Jesus fucking Jesus. Jesus fucking Jesus, she Marissa. Do? She... Oh, he, he's like, you're gonna leave me now.
1: And she's like, no, I'm not gonna go anywhere.
0: Yeah. So then he goes into the next room and she does stupid shit number two. That's right. And she she could have taken her phone and stepped out of the room and gone down the hallway quietly and made right. a call to authorities or anyone. Mm-hmm. Instead, mm-hmm. she shrieks over her Nokia whatever, whatever. Ryan! Ryan! I'm trapped in the penthouse! And this is when... You were right, I'm so sorry! Deadly doesn't exist! Blah, 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 I should have believed you! (laughs) And Oliver comes back into the room and he is holding a tiny Annie's Got a Gun pistol. (laughs) A tiny stage pistol from fucking... I can't think of a play with a Uh, gun in it. Um... Uh, After all this time we've spent Referencing Chekhov's gun You would think that we would know the actual play That that came from Diamond studs Diamond (laughs) studs From the Aerosmith song, Janie's got a gun.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Janie does, in fact, have a gun. Janie is Oliver. Oliver is waving the gun around. And he's like,
1: why did you do that? Yeah. You didn't, you shouldn't have done that.
0: Yeah. I think she's still on the phone, and I think she goes, he has a gun. Is that when she's?
1: No, that? No, that, that happens after? later. Okay. That happens yeah. at the confrontation outside the door.
0: Yes. So we're back to the house. Yep. After this, you know, moment of extreme adrenaline yep exclamation point number one exclamation point number one um <laughs> this is where anna very sensibly breaks up with seth
1: um yeah okay so uh, seth is like well so it's just, uh, uh, uh sandy's like oh so bad someone's not gonna be joining us and he doesn't mean it uh, or kirsten says it or something and seth's yeah. like yeah and then he, like, he's trying to make all nice with Anna. Wait, he's no, like, no, at no. least we still have Anna.
0: Yeah. And he doesn't actually break up with her until after all of this yeah. shit goes down. Yeah.
1: She doesn't break the up shit. with him until, yeah. yes, but yeah. yes. Yeah.
0: That's what I meant. But that's She's where. She's like, well, you're paying attention to me. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Yep. This is where we're headed. Um, So. This is when uh, Ryan comes in. They're all sitting down to dinner. Is that right?
1: They are preparing for dinner. Yes. yes.
0: And someone says, I'll go get Ryan, and Ryan comes in, and he's like, Marissa just called me, I think something's wrong, I gotta go see if shit's okay, and there's like a brief half second where you think Sandy is gonna stop him.
1: Sandy's like, give me the keys, and he's like, I've gotta go do this, and Sandy's like, give me the keys, and he's like, no, Sandy, you don't understand, like, it's real, and Sandy's like, give me the keys!
0: I'll drive! Yep. (laughs) <laughs> and we're like "Daddy, sandy to the rescue <laughs>
1: sandy <inaudible> <tra Immerp. laughs> and so they go on the road um,
0: yep and uh This is the final scene, or this is the final scene with Oliver. Yes, um, they get to the concierge, and Natalie is at the front desk, and um, Sandy gives her a business card.
1: I'm Sandy Cohen. I'm, this is uh, all the we got comments. an emergency call from the penthouse suite.
0: All the credentials I need is that I'm Sandy Cohen. <laughs> but then Natalie figures out that
1: well, because it's Ryan, yeah. who's like. You're Natalie. Because he sees her name tag. Yeah. Are you Natalie Bishop? And she's like, Yes, I am. Are you a friend of Oliver's? (laughs) And then we cut to the front door of the penthouse, and she's knocking, and she's like,
0: Oliver's Natalie Bishop. That's my name. And Oliver says, like, he's still like waving the gun around and marissa is crying
1: yeah but he's like oh he's got the gun up to his lips right he's like doing like the shh yeah sound or like yeah at her
0: that's right because um ryan again overacting but the perfect amount of acting
1: uh yeah but um, um before ryan says anything oliver's like no, I'm just fine. I'm just uh oh, yeah, cause Natalie's like, I'm coming in, and he's like, Nope! I just got out of the shower. I'm fine though, everything's fine. And Sandy's like, Well, I guess everything's fine. We'll be taking our leave. Yep. And that's when Ryan, Ryan is like
0: screams, Marissa. Marissa Yep.
1: And yeah, and um, Oliver's like, Shh, with the gun.
0: <laughs> Marissa And she doesn't say anything again. And then there's a couple beats and she goes, He's got a gun! and, and then,
1: then Oliver's
2: like why would you do
0: that why would you say that yeah. and this is when the whole company including two security guards with also guns yeah. break in and this is when this is what i'm referring to ryan is both a teenager and an expert <laughs> hostage negotiator because he's instead of just like instead of just like tackling this Ryan child. Would be like, shoot him shoot that son of a bitch yeah but instead Ryan is like i know what it is like to not have any parents to because be you abandoned. murdered them
1: <laughs> i know what it's like i know what it's like <gasps> to have no one believing in you is what Ryan sounds like
0: i was born in the dark <laughs> i was raised in the dark. <laughs> You merely adopted in the dark.
1: <laughs> I was born in it. <laughs> Bolded by it.
0: <laughs> so Ryan's expert teenage negotiation skills um, <laughs> lead Oliver to drop the gun. Yeah. Marissa goes sobbing into Ryan's arms immediately. I also have some questions about why... Well no, I already voiced them. Why wouldn't security have taken a larger role in this? They're just kind of standing back and
1: They're just pointing their guns yeah. like, "Oh, well, this high schooler seems to know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just let him take care of
0: it." Yeah. Maybe they took maybe they learned some stuff about hostage negotiation in Western Safe. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um but yeah, Ryan does say a few things like um because, uh, um, uh, fucking Oliver is like, this gun's not for Marissa, it's for me. Yeah. And Ryan's like, what good is that going
0: to do? It's just going to make her more sad because she's the only person who likes you.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oliver's like, don't, you, Oliver's basically like, don't you want me to kill myself, Ryan? You would love that. And Ryan's like, why would you want to do something I would like, you hate me. All that's going to do is hurt Marissa, the only person that gives a shit about you. Uh Yeah, and that's what does it. That's what finally gets Oliver to put the gun down. He gets tackled by the police. Yeah, Marissa runs to Ryan is like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Ah, 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 ah." I don't
0: know
1: what that was either.
0: And this is when we cut back to uh, Anna and Seth and Seth is immediately like he we assume he's heard off camera about mm. what happened and that Marissa's safe. Yep. And Seth's immediate response is I should call Summer.
1: And I said it exactly at the same time Anna does. I go, what? "Why?" Why? And she says, "Why?" <laughs> he's like, "Well, she she she'd want to know that marissa's okay and some uh, uh anna makes the excellent point she never knew she wasn't okay Yeah, and he's like well a lot just happened and I, I i think she should know yeah and then anna's like i'm Fuck out of here yeah. yeah obviously you don't you're not actually my boyfriend i'm not actually your girl Well, she says something great like i'm not gonna stand here and pretend like i'm your girlfriend when i'm not yeah i'll see you at school poor anna she deserves much, much better.
0: This is again a parallel. If we're gonna do a one-to-one correlation between adult and kid world, Julie deserves Julie better. Julie deserves better. Yeah, Anna deserves better.
1: This show loves a parallel. I think it'll it, at least it's done it in every single episode up to this point.
0: We can only assume that Luke is better in both situations.
1: This <laughs> this show hates perpendicular. It loves a parallel. They love
0: it um so they're broken up and this is when seth has a what's meant to be touching speech about i failed you i won't do it again i should have listened to you blah blah blah
1: oh with with ryan with ryan yeah we cut to the pool house yeah ryan comes in from his his dramatic evening Seth is sitting on the bed and he's like, I see you finally read Cavalier and Clay. Uh huh. And Ryan's like, Well, you said anyone who is going to be your friend needs to read it.
0: I understand the impulse to do that. My litmus test for that is magic, Mike. Too. <laughs> oh, God. I'm the Seth of this relationship.
2: <laughs>
1: you oh do God. have dark hair. I do. I have no hair.
0: I have an extremely long torso. <laughs> And I like Deathcap. Well, okay. Two out of those three. The parallels are just endless. <laughs> um, so he's yeah, yeah. He's reading Cavalier and Clay, blah, blah, blah. Um and Seth is like oh that book is about two people from very different worlds who ended up being like brothers and I should have been your brother and I wasn't blah 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 nah,
1: I I don't know this no, speech touched no, me no, I'm sorry no. it, touched me. it touched me it touched me I know I know do you know, know what he I says know. immediately
0: after that what does he say let's not talk about you because I know exactly what had just happened to you cause my dad told me let's talk about how I broke up with with Anna so now he has his captive audience back the end we hate it I don't know
1: I the part of the speech that got me was where he was like I was always supposed to have your back no he said he says it like this he says ever since you got into this town you have had my back a hundred percent and yeah he essentially says I should have had your back and from now on I will always have your back Um, and you know what? Also, if I'm going to reach and I'm recognizing this is a little bit of a reach, Mm -hmm. what does Ryan like to do? Not talk. Ryan doesn't want to fucking talk about what he just went through. The thing that's going to help Ryan right now is listening to what Seth went through and help and supporting his brother, Seth. That's honestly what I think. It would be best for Ryan Atwood. Ryan doesn't want to rehash all the shit that just happened in the hotel. That's the least least thing he wants to do right now.
0: You're wrong. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I think it was literally the last episode. Ryan was... Gasping to say anything about what was going on with him mm-hmm. and Seth spent the whole time being like but Summer and but Anna so I reject I reject your framework I think they had an opportunity Seth had an opportunity to A let himself grow and B let ryan grow by talking about his fucking feelings
1: that's true we did spend this entire episode with sandy being like you've got to talk about it yeah you've got to talk about these things yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's true
0: i am metaphorically pushing seth off a bridge that's fine yeah
1: yeah in effigy
0: he gets the orca
1: (laughs) to the orcas with you (laughs) okay heroes
0: and villains right wait no discussion question okay how would you break up with Julie Cooper? <laughs>
1: um, I wouldn't. Uh, no, if I was, are we pretending I'm a Caleb, I'm in Caleb Nichols situation? Yes,
0: we're pretending that you have to.
1: Where she's, oh, come on. I would have an adult conversation uh-huh. and be like, hey, now that we both live and work together, let's figure out a way to have healthy boundaries Um so that we're not always in each other's space, you know? Um, Because personally, that would be good for me. So if we're gonna pretend it's some situation where you have to break up with Julie Cooper, still seems like a bad idea. That's not the done thing. Julie Cooper will slash all of your tires.
0: I would change my name and move. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you go into witness protection. That's really (laughs) the only way you break up with Julie Cooper. Yep. Sell all your worldly possessions and join a cult in Utah.
0: <laughs> now we can do heroes and villains unless you have anything else you would like to button. Uh, I don't think
1: so. No. Okay. I'm sad, though. I am sad that this is probably the last that we will see of Anna. I think she was a fun character. Um, oh, shit. The Do we want to do what the fuck was Anna wearing or we're doing that later?
0: No, we'll do it now.
1: We can do it now. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. It'll have his theme
0: song now. Oh my God! It's gonna. This is all. This is
1: impromptu. This is impromptu.
0: Okay. Oh Jesus.
1: And it's really too bad that it's gonna be on the last episode that she'll probably ever be in. Oh God. Okay. What? 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 What the fuck is Anna wearing? What? the fucking fuck,
2: what
1: the fuck is Anna wearing? What the fucking fuck? What the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck fuck is Anna wearing? What, what the fuck, was Anna, was Anna fucking wearing? (laughs) didn't go as well as I was hoping, but...
0: How did you envision that going? <laughs>
1: okay, okay. So, so A, she has a thousand layers on at all times.
0: Uh-huh. The first, what the fuck is Anna wearing? She was wearing some kind of high necked thermal question mark situation with like a heart print on it.
1: Nope, incorrect. Okay um no you're not, okay you're not entirely wrong you're not entirely wrong um it was a mock turtleneck mm-hmm. t-shirt underneath a sh- a, sh- um, like a off-the-shoulder boat neck sweater okay. <laughs> with a heart on it uh-huh without like a heart um what would you like a heart detail like not i thought
0: it was just a bow
1: was it just a bow yeah yes it was just a bow yes yep. yes yes yes, yes. So that was the first what the fuck mm-hmm. when she is at the Cohen's house, she's wearing a sweater with two butterfly brooches
0: that are fucking the size of a fist.
1: Yes, they're like larger fist. than actual butterflies. Yep. And they're like brilliantly positioned. They're like sort of off center. It's incredible. But like it is absolutely what the fuck is happening right now. Yep. Is there anything else that's what the fuck is Anna wearing? There was um, another... There's a long sleeve... Oh, okay. Well, the sweater that she's wearing is, I'm pretty sure, a green-ish... Greenish mm-hmm. with, like, maybe orange something or other. And underneath that, she's wearing a long sleeve, pink stri- and purple striped
0: top. Uh-huh. Right? Is there a blazer over everything? She has a blazer in one scene. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a different... Brooch in, I think, the final breakup scene. I think the brooch is maybe just a bow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No teenager has ever been as committed to brooches <laughs> as this
1: Anna. Yes, as Anna. Middle name, last name. As Anna Save Ferris. Save. Has ever been. <laughs> So I am sad that we've probably seen the last of Anna, save Ferris.
0: They did her character dirty. They didn't have to. She didn't have to go out like that. They do
1: it to so many of these poor characters that do not deserve it. Yeah. And it's, you know, who fucking does it to them? Seth goddamn Cohen. Yep. Fuck Seth Cohen.
0: Fuck Seth Cohen.
1: So she's probably bid adieu to this show and it's fine. She was cute as a bug deer. Had great fashion sense in confusing ways. Deserved better.
0: She liked comics.
1: She liked comics. She liked sailing. Uh-huh. She,
0: she, she would have sailed perfect. to Tahiti with your ass, Seth.
1: She, she was ride or die, Seth. She would have sailed to fucking Tahiti with you. Yep. And you ruined it. Yep. Okay, heroes and villains. Heroes and villains.
0: My hero is sandry anthony cohen Sandry
1: anthony cohen he dad's hard
0: he dad it hard
1: he dad's real hard
0: yep that's we've been really over the prime talking points of that i don't they feel i need to elaborate
1: yeah no i don't feel you need to either so i have uh i have co-heroes um i think sandy this is the only this is the only reason that i'm going to put luke above sandy Uh, and it's purely for character growth reasons. Because Sandy dads all the time. He dads constantly, he's very good at dadding, he is a dadder. Um, Luke is still, at least with regards to the overarching plot, uh, still somewhat new to being a good guy. So, Luke, um, (laughs) that scene with fucking Julie notwithstanding, Um, Luke sees through Oliver's bullshit. Luke is there for both Marissa and Ryan, despite the fact uh, that he has a very complicated history with both of those two kids. So, only because he's displaying real character growth here and he's uh, a tall, handsome, golden retriever of a puppy man. Um, he's my primary hero, and then Sandy is my secondary hero. All right. Gold, silver, you know, for both of them.
0: I feel like you absolutely have to withstand the Julie scene. Yeah. that is why he's disqualified. But that is just my...
1: They didn't fuck. They just looked at each other. (laughs) They did not fuck nasty in her daughter's bedroom. Which would have been, I'm here to say it, um, gauche. (laughs) (laughs) To use a French term. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Um... Villain. Uh, villain. Villain.
0: I feel like, okay.
1: Is it too obvious to say Oliver?
0: Oliver is the obvious villain and I cannot really give someone with that degree of clear, mental untreated illness. mental illness. Yeah. A villain role. Yeah. It doesn't sit right with me. So Seth.
1: Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually. Okay. You know what? For the same reasons I have double villains They share the gold. It's Caleb, Nickel, and Seth.
0: And they share the poop?
1: They share the poop, yes. Uh, (laughs) They get coal in their stockings because they're both cowards in this episode. Yeah. They refuse to take responsibility for what they clearly want in their lives. You know, I will respect someone's choices and the, the actions that they take. Even if I disagree with those actions, I will at least respect... the the choices that they like if those choices hurt somebody if if they're not a fucking Nazi you know Mm -hmm. or you know like just a shitty awful person you know Mm -hmm. um I would have respected Caleb Nickel if he would have done his fucking dirty work himself and not put it on his fucking daughter Mm -hmm. right um I would have respected it more if he actually had, like, an adult conversation with this woman that he invited into his fucking life and talked about, like, hey, now that we live and work together, let's set healthy boundaries. That would be great, but that's not fun for a fucking television show.
0: The more that we know about one Caleb Nickel, the more that we think he hasn't had a healthy conversation with a woman in his life ever. In
1: his entire life ever. Yes. yes. Correct. Yes. Um. Yeah. And Seth... I'm going to cut the character of Sleth, Sleth. I'm going to cut the character of Seth, the thinnest sliver of slack. Okay. This is the only reason I'm cutting him slack.
0: Is it just because of the speech?
1: No, no, no. It's not because of the speech. The speech doesn't, doesn't uh, factor into this at all. All right. This is the only, and it is a thin, thin sliver. It is a micrometer of slack that I'm cutting him. Okay. Okay. This is his first relationship. This is a thousand percent the first time girls have been interested in him. He does not know how to interact with people on this level. He does not know how to express emotions in, an, in, in a relationship like this. This is all new to him. That is the only piece of slack I'm giving him is this is completely untread waters for him. He's fucking it up really bad. He's fucking it up really bad but we have to allow ourselves to fuck up or we don't grow. That's it. That's all I'm saying. I know you're shaking your head. Listeners, she is shaking her head really very vehemently at me. Um, I didn't say it was a lot of slack. I'm not saying he's my fucking hero. I'm saying what he did was shitty. I'm saying I, I know for a fact Anna could do better. I'm saying he's an asshole, but If we're looking at these characters as what they're supposed to be, which is high schoolers and him in particular, which is a nerd who found himself being actually liked by girls for the first time and being in his first relationship. Yeah. I have to allow him to fuck up.
0: As we well know, these characters are teenagers when the show decides they are
2: teenagers.
0: (laughs) As a human being, Regardless Mm -hmm. of whether you are in new to the world of relationships or not, Mm -hmm. you have to know on some level that ignoring the person that you said you are girlfriends with and very openly in front of said girlfriend. Yeah, that's super shitty. Yeah,
1: that's incredibly shitty. Yes. Yes.
0: On a human level, you have to know that is bad.
1: Yeah, I'm not like, you know, I'm not saying I'm a big fan of the fact that he did You're
0: that. Sa- you love Seth Cohen. Oh, my God. I'm love saying this is his first him. relationship. You want to snuggle. And you know what else I'm going to say?
1: You what? know what else I'm going to say? What? He didn't choose Anna. She came to him New Year's Eve and smooched him. He didn't choose her. She chose him.
0: No, no, no. Just because someone smooches someone else, that is not a binding He's nah. He is a high school boy. He a high school boy. He is a
1: high school boy. Oh my God. You smooch that high school boy? You're a cute girl. You show some of that? Because his whole thing, if you remember again, he's a coward. He's an utter coward who refuses to take responsibility for a decision. So the girls were like, who's it going to be, Seth? You have to make a decision. What did he do? He waffled and shit it out And said neither of you, because he's an utter coward who is uh, is irresponsible uh, and cannot take responsibility for the impact that his actions have on the emotions of others, right?
0: Baby, you're not building your case.
1: I am absolutely building my case. He's a coward, and because he could not make a decision, Anna took it upon herself to make that decision for him, whether or not it was what he wanted, Anna made that choice, he went along with it, because again, he's a coward who has as little agency as he possibly can in his life. And he went, great, cool, I don't need to make the decision, it was made for me, awesome, I win-win, right? I still get to smooch a cute girl and say I have a girlfriend, awesome, without having to make that decision. And now, the fucking bastard, she made the decision for him again, by dumping his ass, like, This is, if nothing, this is basically just saying Anna's a fucking G. She's the one that took fucking the bull by the horns and was like, we're fucking dating now, fuck you. And she kind of did it to herself because she probably thought Seth Cohen was better than, than he actually is. She built him up in her head as someone worth dating when he obviously wasn't. I've made my case. My case is well made. Kathy, text us when you hear this episode. And let us know what you think. Have I made my case properly, or have I failed? Boo! <laughs> you can boo me all you want. I think I've made my case. I think my case has been made.
0: All right then. All right then. Do you have any additional things? Closing arguments?
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just sad to see Anna go. Glad to get away from that plot point, though. You know. I suppose now we're going to have some stupid interaction with him and summer where fucking he might be like, wow, well, now that I fucked up with Anna real bad. You want to give me a shot? Uh, or are you sick and tired of my bullshit yet? You sick of my bullshit
0: yet? She will not be sick. Of she his will probably bullshit not yet. be
1: sick of his bullshit yet. Yep. Uh, I'm going to assume. Well, OK, this is going to be an interesting plot point. So all may be forgiven with Marissa, even though he still betrayed her trust. Uh, That's still something that we shouldn't forget, but I guarantee the writers are going to very lazily gloss over the fact that he betrayed her, even with good intentions. Even with good intentions, betraying someone's trust is not cool. Why are you giving me that look?
0: You think that's the major rift between Marissa and Ryan that everyone should be paying attention to? What do you mean? The fact that he read a letter? Is that the trust betrayal?
1: Sweet girl, he broke into her locker to steal her personal- He did not break into her
0: locker! He had the combination- I would have given you the combination to my locker.
1: Yeah, but with the understanding that I wouldn't go... (laughs) With the understanding that we trust each other enough that I wouldn't... I know the unlock code to your phone. That doesn't mean I go in there and read your personal texts. Like, there's a level of trust between us that two adults have, you know?
0: A friend of mine has not expressed an unhealthy level of interest in me to the point where it concerned you and your repeated bringing it up to me did nothing. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, whatever. He was
0: acting with the tools that he had at his disposal. We will have to agree to disagree so okay they're going to try and smush ryan and marissa back together oh they're already smushed
1: yeah they smushed at the end of the episode yeah. she said i'm so sorry so like all is absolutely forgiven. this is my larger point okay all is obviously forgiven between ryan and marissa and they're back together 100 percent. because now it has been revealed that yes obviously what's his name loved you everyone else could see that except you marissa um i am raising one eyebrow at you so all of that is forgiven my, is it my curia of course it fucking is, is it <laughs> all of that is forgiven which is pretty obvious at least in my mind
0: <laughs> what i shouldn't be spoiling anything
1: okay so i think it's forgiven okay. is what i'm saying okay i'm wondering it probably won't have any impact on the fact that he punched another student And I'm wondering if the next episode will deal with the fact that he is still suspended, Mm. barring the hearing of the uh, disciplinary board. Yep. Yeah. We'll see. I guess we'll find out.
0: Back in California, Evan?
1: California, Sarah. You just listened to Aren't You Glad We Watched the O.C.? The show about watching and talking about the O.C.? Recorded in Guest Bedroom Studios. Hosted by Sarah and Evan. Original concept and discussion questions by Sarah. Audio recording and engineering and editing by Evan. Please give this podcast as many stars or thumbs up as the platform you're listening to it
2: on will allow you to give us. Copyright 2023.